0: Can you adapt to that?
1: Yeah, um, basically, you just have to be out in the heat, um, and for a long time, and your body adapts. Just like altitude, it's very similar, same thing. There's actually been some studies that show um, some fitness benefits too, similar to altitude training. So yeah, I'll be ready for Madison if it's really hot out. It's been it's been hot here pretty much all summer, and I'm. I'm almost never in the AC except for at night. So I'm hoping That's it's really hot in Madison.
0: That's the – yeah. <laughs> Did you say I'm hoping it's really hot in Madison? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Hey, do you drink a ton of that – Um, uh, I got a bunch of that uh, – I forget what it's called. But it's the hydration stuff from uh, Swolverine. Do you drink a ton of that on days like this? Yeah, Intra. Yeah, Intra. <laughs> Yeah, look at you! You don't even know the in. name. I've, you know <laughs> what I do? This is crazy. You probably have never done this, but I drink it. Um, uh, I make it hot so that I'll drink less coffee. Really? So I put it in a hot. Yeah, I put it in a hot cup of water. <laughs> yeah, and then just and then just in one of these. No offense, <laughs> Gabe. I drink plenty of coffee. I drink plenty of coffee. Hey, does that say Paper Street yeah, on paper. it? Dang! Look at yours. Yeah. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Wow, I like yours. Holy cow! Look at yours. It looks like it holds more coffee than mine. Hey guys, I'm sorry about the time. For some reason, so like, uh, 12... sorry. Go ahead, Colton. Go ahead.
1: I just saying it holds about twelve ounces. Need more.
0: I apologize. The show was scheduled for 7 a.m. When I sat down, it just got scheduled wrong because normally we start shows at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and this one started at 6.15, so I I screwed all you guys up. So I apologize. Thanks, everyone, for uh, piling in now. Hey, so that's the gym that you're in right now, Colton?
1: Yeah, that's, like, the unfinished half. So, like, basically... We're finishing the house part right now, so we have all of our cabinets and countertops and appliances over there. So we haven't been able to put plywood up, but like pretty much everywhere else has the walls finished and things like that, whiteboards, lifting platforms.
0: So all that stuff that you, like all those appliances and stuff, that when it's, those will all go inside. They're just being stored there for now?
1: Yeah, because um, right now we're painting the house. Once we get that done, we'll do the flooring and tile and then put the cabinets in. So uh, we just need to have everything out of the house right now. So we're storing it over here, but like that portion over there will be where all the like bikes, rowers and cardio equipment will go. And then on this wall in front of me, we're gonna build, a big. Um, I got the dimensions and everything laid out. It's gonna be 14 feet long, 12 feet high and six feet off the wall. So um, hopefully before, too long after August, we'll have done.
0: Crazy. Will only you and uh, your girlfriend train there, or will anyone else train there?
1: Most of the time, it's just going to be Allison and I, but um, we'll definitely have people over like if they want to come out and train, but like day-to-day, it'll just be her and, at, her and I.
0: It's about str- 1,200
1: square feet, so we'll have plenty of space to train. Yeah,
0: dude, that's huge. Hey, it looks great in the videos, too. Are you going to leave it all, like, with that rough look, the plywood look, or will you put um, uh, sheetrock on there? I really like the plywood look.
1: I think we're going to stick with plywood. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we're going to paint it or put anything else on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks nice. Like, with all the black equipment and everything, especially two and black windows, it just makes it pop really well. And then that's just a big old garage door that opens up. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 16 feet wide. It was supposed to be 12 feet tall, but um, when they were framing it in, they messed up and framed it in for a 10-foot door and didn't want to redo, redo it. So I just told them it's fine. We don't necessarily need a 12-foot door.
0: By um, uh, 12 feet, 15.
1: you mean 12 feet, 12 feet wide? Uh, 12 feet tall.
0: Oh, tw- that's 10 feet right there?
1: hmm Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's yeah, high. Yeah, and out
1: front, we have, a, we have a 30 by 10 foot cement pad out front to do, like, if we want to bring equipment outdoors and do training out there, which is really nice for this time of year, because you want to get used to being out in the sun and the heat since, you know, two, two-thirds of the events or so are going to be outside. Um, Colton,
0: do you ever um experience like uh heat exhaustion or close to heat stroke or any heat issues when you're training there <laughs>
1: yeah like pretty much every day when i'm done with training i'll have a pretty bad headache just from being outside in the heat all day um yeah wears on you it's uh it's like energy drain as well but um it prepares you for madison i think some guys show up and they're not ready for the heat uh you see that every year and um you know, for me, I'm kind of on because I don't have any air conditioning to train in. And, um, you know, like I'm working on the house, there's no AC. I'm working at the farm, there's no AC. So the hotter, the better for me. Hopefully, it's really hot. Hey, do the dudes you work with wear cowboy hats? <laughs> no. Nobody would no- fun of if you wear a cowboy hat. Oh, probably. really? No. Your dad doesn't even wear <laughs> yeah. one? It's a it's all like a a baseball cap.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. It's like a
1: a John Deere baseball cap. You see a lot of that. (laughs) Uh,
0: Allegra. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Nothing but respect for the athletes like Mertens and Vellner that make it to the games year in, year out while maintaining a full time job. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, I don't think uh, Colton uh, does. Colton drink LMNT or anything salt or miner- minerals. My husband works outside and started drinking this, and it's a game changer. You do the Swolverine stuff, right?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, for anybody who doesn't take any kind of salt or electrolyte supplements, definitely something to look into, especially if you're outside at all or if you're sweating during your workouts. It's um, you'll probably notice a huge difference in your energy and how you feel afterwards hydration is not just like water hydration is it's a balance of you know water uh potassium sodium magnesium chloride and calcium in your in your body so finding a supplement electrolyte supplement that has all those things um it's gonna help you out a lot not just water
0: yeah i i uh allegra or no who said it uh oh uh, lisa lisa i take i drink the interest stuff too um especially on on fasting days i'll have some and after every workout i'll drink some that it's like a just you get it from swolvering it's just a scoop i put it in the water i like it and, and i and it is a game changer for me spe- especially on my fasting days it's crazy um so really good too. H- how's you uh how's your um how, how, how's the body how how are you, are you fired up you ready to go you ready to attack
1: yeah, um, body's starting to feel pretty good. Uh, I think last year I came into the games uh, pretty overtrained, added in too much volume in my training leading up and just didn't taper correctly, but I changed some things this year. And, um, you know, approaching it more like I did semifinals. And, um, you know, my body feels like it's really getting to that point where my strength is peaking, my fitness is peaking. All those things are trying to feel really good. Um, and now we're kind of into the taper phase, so we're just like – Pulling back on volume a little bit more making sure that you know any nagging injuries or things like that are that's now the main focus where um you know usually like day-to-day training if you have something that hurts you just kind of work around it or work through it but um now the focus is not so much on increasing fitness but just getting your body feeling good and ready to perform um I've had a knee injury for a little while now I don't really know what's going on with it but um you know I was injured before, and it's still um, can be painful, a lot, really painful at times. But it's definitely getting better. Inflammation feels like it's going down. Um, so I haven't been able to do as much running in my prep as I usually do, but I'm still getting in quite a bit. Um, just been doing like a lot more swimming and biking, things like that. But um, yeah, like right before semis, I was having a really hard time even squatting below parallel. Um, but it's feeling a lot better now. So that'll, that makes a huge difference when you're doing like, um, near max effort, squat cleans and clean and jerks and things like that. Ha, so have you I mean, had it looked at? It's feeling at? a lot better than it has been. Ha, have no, you had it looked at? I don't really do. Doctors, Must have to, no.
0: Uh, ha, So no one's looked at it. No, what is, probably, what's, what's Allison say? What's Allison say?
1: Um, <clears throat> not much about it, really. I haven't, I don't talk to her about it a whole lot. Um, I don't really talk to anybody about it a whole lot. It's just kind of like something that you deal with. And I feel like bringing it up a lot makes it, um, just kind of like makes it worse mentally. If you're talking about it all the time and being negative about it. And, um, I kind of have this theory where it's like, you like, um, people with kids, no, like if your kid, let's say they're running and they trip and fall, they might look up and look over at their parent. If the parent runs over, they might start crying, but the, if the parent's like, "Hey, you're fine, walk it off," then they just get up and go. Like they base, like they, um, the severity of how bad they're hurt is based on what the parent looks like. Mm. And I think that um, it's kind of a similar concept with your body. Like if you are just like, "Yeah, it's not really that bad." I'm not going to dwell on it. Your body is kind of like, oh, yeah, it really ain't that bad. And you just keep on going on. And your body fixes itself for most things eventually. So I mean, it's getting better. So your knee is like a
0: little kid. Just, hey, sh- shake it off. Shake it off. Walk it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, do you exactly. feel the knee every
1: day? It'll keep me? getting
0: better. Do you feel yeah, it every day? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I for- uh, will. T- mm-hmm. we-, we will reconvene yeah. <clears throat> a- after. Um, uh, <laughs> just the, uh, behind the scenes pump for Colton to get some crazy screen time. Me too. Me too. Look at, he's out in the sun too. Uh, Wyatt, yeah. uh, Begay, Begay. uh, sounds, sounds like Sevon is courting a uh, Swolverine. Hey dude, I support anyone who supports, uh, the dudes that I support hundred percent. I, I mean, I got, the, I, I got the stuff because Wolverine's good stuff. Because uh, of Colton and who else is Wolverine? Uh, is is Gazan Wolverine? No, she's Toe spacer.
1: What is is she? Yeah, Alex Gazan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's Wolverine and um, Abby. Oh yeah, 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 Abby. I had her on the for, show. First yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Abby, the model. Alex Gazan, the bench presser, mm-hmm. and Colton Mertens, mm-hmm. Wolverine. And, oh, sorry, and Sevan Matosian. I'll put my name on there, too. What are you going to show up at, Colton? How much will you weigh when you show up? And is the goal – what will happen to your body from Sunday to – or from Thursday to Sunday? What's the plan? Do you have a plan for it?
1: Of course I've got a plan. I've always got a plan. Good. I'll show up, like, mid – to low like 180s, um, <clears throat> I've been about five pounds lighter than I usually am for the past, I don't know, four months or so. And I'll probably just maintain that up to the games. And then the goal when I'm there will be um, I'll probably leave the games about the same that I weigh when I come in. I probably won't gain weight. I know Frazier has said in the past in his interviews he would make it a point to try and gain weight at the games to make sure he's not under eating. But um I find if I do that I'll, I'll feel really sluggish um, so I like to generally like when I'm training or working all day I'll keep my meals a little bit lighter then get my calories in at night but um, you know I'll spread it out throughout the day um, get in quite a few liquid calories probably but um I'll probably leave it the same way they come in at just try and maintain don't want to overeat or undereat
0: Yeah, I I always, I mean, shit, I'm no games athlete, but I always thought that, hey, if you lose a couple pounds during the games, no problem. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're exerting, and everyone who finishes, no one finishes, the winner of every single marathon finishes dehydrated. Like, no one finishes the marathon. There's never been a winner who finishes, Mm -hmm. and he's hydrated.
1: Yeah, it's just hard to replace um, that weight that you're losing through sweating as quickly as you're losing it in real time. So, I mean, it's really important when you're all done to get in your rehydration and your calories, your protein, and carbs. But, um, yeah, I'd say if, if anybody's losing weight at the games, they're not losing necessarily, like, pounds of fat in three or four days. It's just they're not disciplined with their, de- with their hydration or they don't understand their hydration very well. Uh, t- Tony Mertens, uh, or, or
0: Anthony, as some of you know him, his knee hurts because it's a weenie. Because it's a weenie, or he's a weenie. Oh, because Colton's a weenie, or he's a weenie.
2: Hey, speaking of weenie,
0: speaking of weenies, Colton, um, are you regretting the whole dog business now? Who's going to, um, who's going to watch the dog? No, sorry, sorry, dogs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, I don't know. It'll be either my dad or my brother. We'll see. Um, I'll tell them both. Just in case one of them forgets, but, um, yeah, we got, we just got their new pin built over here at the new house. So yeah, they're loving it out there, chasing birds and everything. But, uh, yeah, we have these big, you have these huge like food containers. So they will not have to worry about food for the whole week. We're gone to those had to refill their water each day.
0: So this, this opening shot here is a, this is a tractor
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and, John Deere front load tractor. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's carrying the, a doghouse?
1: Yeah, the dog house is huge. It's um, it weighs a lot. Uh, we have to move it with the tractor. Mm-hmm. Did you make that, or did you build, or did you buy that? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, my dad, and Allie, and I made that at the farm.
0: And 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 and, it's, and when you made it, it it's designed it. to it's designed to move around to like stick like the forklift in it and move it.
1: Yeah, so it's on some four by six pieces of wood, so you can just slide the forks in from the track underneath of it, and you have to wrap um a strap around it, and then you can just pick it on up and move it. And this black mm-hmm. spot right here, this is the entry. Yeah, it like gets way too heavy to like actually move. Yeah, that's their little dog door, and then on the on the side they got a we have a big door so we can get in there and like change their bedding. And uh, we used to keep their food and water in there until I moved them over to the new place. But now they have a it's at an old horse barn, so we just keep their food and water in there. Yeah, that big green thing.
0: Yeah, they got a good ass life. That area is huge.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty big. The used to be an alfalfa field right there, so we're gonna get it all seeded down hopefully this fall. Give them some nice grass growing.
0: Hey, is that your dad?
1: Yeah, yeah what did he say? Bullshit? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, you, you, are you sensing some like parenting coming out? Like you're you're treating them like your kids and stuff, right? You and Ali, you're kind of, it's called, I think it's called the nesting stage or something. <laughs> Me and my wife did that for like 15 yeah. years. We just had a dog and it was absurd how we took care of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. we try and take good care of them. Um, We do breed them, but we don't raise them like we're breeders. You know, they're our pets, and we also kind of breed them is kind of how how we look at it. So we want to make sure they're taken care of as if they're pets. You know, they come inside and sleep in our bedroom every night. Not in our bed, but they have a crate down below. And uh, um, once we get the house built, we're looking at them. They have these kind of big, big, like, dog crates. They're also, like, TV stands. I don't know if you've seen them. No. Get one of them. It's probably while they're sleep at night once we get the new house in. They're kind of. Hey,
0: cool. I, um, be careful! Really I think like the, dog crate, I think like one of the top reasons like kids die at home is because TVs fall on them. Flat screens fall <laughs> on the kid, and and now and now you you're yeah, you're, doing a, uh, you're doing a you're doing a combo Colton Merton's TV dog crate.
1: <laughs> they could definitely get squished by it. They're little, but um, yeah, they'll be enclosed underneath of it so they'll be protected when they're in there at least
0: hey are you going to innovate are you going to get outside the um uh the dog space too like dog accessories will there be a colton merton's tv stand dog
1: crate god that's a good idea um i have talked to vindicate a little bit actually about uh starting up some shirts eventually told him i talked to him more about after the games we're kind of looking at Doing some Merton Sini weeny shirts, maybe. So we'll see. We got that uh, kind of Colton,
0: that's not in a t shirt's not innovating.
1: I know, but I only got so much time, I can't go out there producing furniture now.
0: <laughs> hey, uh how much is a dog? How how much does it cost to buy a dog? Does Allie cry when um uh when you sell him?
1: <laughs> no, but it's kind of um <clears throat> it's kind of sad because you, you wait till at least eight weeks old to sell them. So that's kind of when they're about five weeks old is when they start to really like walk around and move and like develop personalities. So it's kind of like they're just getting to where it feels like they're part of the like dog pack, and then they have to go out. But um, uh, you sell them usually, uh, dots in depending on the time of year. Um, you'll see them go anywhere from like nine hundred, a thousand to there's some that sell for four thousand. So we're just no kid. Uh, what there, time we, of
0: year does the price
1: go up? Yeah, we we winter. Winter is in its highest. Summer is usually the lowest. How come? It's, pretty, it's usually a pretty big difference too. Just like, um, like typically people are like a lot more active in the summer. They're out and vacationing and doing all kinds of things like that. So they don't want to bring in a new puppy and deal with that while they're doing all those kinds of things, going to you know the lake on the weekends or going on a vacation. Um, but wintertime, things like personally in people's lives slow down a lot, so they, that's when it's kind of more convenient for them to get a puppy.
0: Hey, that's the whole dog industry is like that? I had no idea.
1: Mm. All dogs? Yeah. Every dog will be,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay, so buy your dog in the mm. uh, in the summer. God, he's cute.
1: Yeah, that, that one take was taken with uh, a boomer
0: iPhone. iPhone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Portrait mode. Boomer, he um, sold him. Yeah, Sold him to a friend from Sierra Falls who we met at CrossFit Kivo a long time ago.
0: Dang, he's cute. Hey, have you ever um yeah, uh, kept any that you weren't supposed to keep?
1: <laughs> i haven't but my dad's done that for like i remember growing up we we've always had dogs and every once in a while you'd have um a litter of puppies or like my uncle would have a, dogs or whatever things like that and almost every time he's like first he's like yeah we're not keeping any of these i don't want any more dogs and then he always um gets attached to one and we always end up keeping it
0: so we your had, dad's like, kind of soft
1: point. he's soft when it comes to puppies, yeah. He loves puppies.
0: Is that why he... So is your gym built on his property?
1: Uh, it used to be his property, yeah. So mm-hmm. Oh, so he, oh, yeah, so he is soft. He, he let hour. you take over his property. He is soft. He wants me to stick around. Our dad. Take care of your pigs.
0: Uh, Justin V, I like this. Matosian, like for toe spacers, Matosian. Where are my toe spacers? Oh, they're on. You
1: have toe spacers?
0: Oh, dude, I love these things. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah
1: got some I love these things. Work boots. I got some work boots that are, like, they're really wide and flat. It's supposed to be good for your toes. And um, it's crazy the difference, like, if you wear those all day and then put on, like, a different normal you can tell how like cramped your toes feel um, yeah i was thinking about getting my management team to reach out to toe spacers after the games i think that'd be cool to work with them oh dude they're I awesome have a list that i want to reach out to say it again i have a list of companies i want to get reached out to after the games so if we even get the training full-time like the products that you're interested in got a plan yeah, the products, the companies, different, um, different like genres within the fitness space that I don't have con- sponsors for currently. Different things like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's why the Nano Two ruined all other shoes for me because I started
0: wearing the Nano Two. It has so much room for the f- the front of your foot, and then I switched to other shoes, and my mm-hmm. toes feel just like. I don't understand how there should ever, you know, the Nano mm-hmm. Two is shaped like it gets wider as it goes to the front. But all other shoes, like if you look at the Nike Metcon, it goes narrower as it goes to the front, like a a rock climbing Mm -hmm. shoe. And I don't understand the point of that.
1: I think it's just consumer um, demand for a long time. People felt like they had a snug fit, like especially for fitness and running. That's how I was for a long time, too. Like I felt like I wanted my shoes to be tight and not like didn't want my feet to my shoes. Right, but um, now I'm definitely kind of the opposite. Like I want that more space. Like the, the tier lifters have a lot of, they're like they're like that. They have a big toe box. They have plenty of room. Heather, we yeah, have that just call, came from just consumer demand, and now it's changing. Oh,
0: good. There's still still so many people out there with little pinner feet. Heather Kahi, he. I couldn't sell any. I would have a house full of weenies. Yeah, they're cute. Um, do you always
1: have a pup for sale, or do people have to wait? Um, so right now we don't have any litters. Um, we're looking at having our next litter sometime this winter. It just kind of depends on when it's coming heat. And um, <clears throat> yeah, just had to they had to wait for the dogs to come in heat, and then once they get pregnant, it's two months until they have the puppies, and then two months until you can sell them. So. Once they come in heat, it's a four-month process, so we're like four months out at least from having any litters available for sale or at least so they can go to the new home.
0: So you determine that? You don't just look out like when this show's over, you won't look out one of those windows and be like, oh, my God, they're fucking. Those two are boning. We got Oh, yes. And then like, and do you reward them when they're boning so that you encourage boning? You know what I mean? Like
1: if your dog's barking, you throw it a treat, you're like, good boy. If you see them boning, do you reward them? No, because um, actually, we've been trying to keep them from doing that the last this last heat cycle because we wanted our like you can breed them um, when they're like a year old or even younger. Like physically, they can do it, and they will do it if you let them. We wanted some of our females to get a little bit older and more more mature before they had their first litter. Um, so we are trying to separate them, and we also we're waiting to get our DNA testing done for all the dogs. So we took swabs of their saliva and sent it in to embark. And they run a huge DNA test on them, the chest for a bunch of genetic markers to determine if they're gonna be passing on any significant like um, health risks to their puppies. And um, those results all came back clear. So we're kind of waiting for the dogs to mature and to get the results back before we had any more litters yet. But um, hopefully this winter we'll have some puppies ready. How how many women do you have? Female dogs? We We've got four. We got Mabel,
0: Millie, Martha, and Margot. And they're all and they all will have puppies. They're the puppy ones. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, how I'm many
1: Say it again? Yeah, hopefully. Marg one of them that we got um was like a really, really small run when we got her. So we're not sure um how well she'll do if she has puppies, but we'll see.
0: Hey, is that so good because people want really
1: small weenies? Like you want to like
0: breed two runs so you can get like a really tiny weenie?
1: Yeah, people do like that. It's just um, sometimes when they're a runt, it seems like this, like she might've had some problems developing when she was a small puppy before we got her. Sometimes that um, can cause issues with their fertility. So she might end up just being a pet, but hopefully we can breed her at some point. We'll Dude, I had
0: this um, girlfriend, not not for very long, for like maybe like three weeks. I really liked her in, um, I don't know, I want to say I was 19 or 20. And she was a little over six feet tall.
1: Really? <laughs> and she told
0: me she liked me because I reminded her of one of those little tiny jam jars. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you she has a, she's probably going to buy one of your dogs someday.
1: Three weeks? Um, that just seems like a weird... I'm Too short. To date someone,
2: i think yeah. she got
0: over i think she got over the novelty i think i was a novelty uh no you know what i mean like a like a, mm-hmm. a like a, a novelty boyfriend Suck. i see yeah she broke my heart <laughs> i was just a little jam jar to her uh zoe harwood whenever i see comments like this i always laugh because i always imagine the person mm-hmm. typing this out dick butter can you get a dick spacer like she thought, like she thought, she was so clever. What? Let's see. Did he respond? Did Dick Butter respond? Uh, no. Jeez. Oh, look at Dick Butter. Does have a question for you, uh, Colton? Did any of the dogs have serial killers in their lineage?
1: Jeez. Um. So you mean like are they from like Mongolia and uh, like a Genghis Kong ancestry? I guess. Like, I think Otis. Um, Is that like, really where can... they're from? Um, some of them, like um, you can see on the DNA test, it'll show you like their mother's lineage and their father's lineage and where they think it originated from. I think our our male, I don't remember if it's his mother or his father, was uh, their lineage goes back to Asia, so maybe. Wow. Uh,
0: so so that breed's been around forever.
1: The the little weenie one. Yeah, they originated in um, Germany, Um, Dotson. The German word, it means badger hound. So they bred them to hunt badgers. That's why they're long and have really short legs. So they can get into the burrows and chase out badgers.
0: No shit. Are they tough like that? Mm-hmm. Are they still tough like that or not? <laughs>
1: uh, not really. No. Um, I don't know. They, they act like they are. But um, pretty much the only hunting they do here is they catch, we'll catch crickets and moths and things like that. Crickets,
0: moths. Mm-hmm. They killed, Jimi- crickets. they killed Jiminy Cricket. They killed Jiminy Cricket. Do you? Uh, so, so you? So the when you have you have four females and then will you always? Does that mean you always have to have four males or can one dude do it all?
1: Nope, one dude can do it all. Otis, he's our stud. He Gets it all done. So he's living the life right now. He gets four ladies. He's got a big dog house and he's yeah, he's a special little guy. Does he he's get actually, special? Yeah, you, get, you definitely get special treatment, especially from Allie. She likes, <laughs> she likes him a lot. Um, but he's actually – so in Dautons, they um, are able to carry the myrtle gene, which is the gene that um, – it's a gene for their the pattern of coat that they have. You'll see like um, Australian shepherds. That kind of look is uh, from the myrtle gene. So like all of our puppies were – they carried the myrtle gene as well, and that's because of Otis. Like typically you see a weird dog and they're black and tan or chocolate and tan or something like that. But Otis is actually a carrier. He has both of the dominant myrtle genes. So every puppy that he has will always carry that. And um, actually the people we got him from um, are probably a little bit unethical or just uneducated about their dogs. Cause um, if you breed, yeah, that's it. If you breed two dogs together that have the myrtle gene and um, one of their puppies gets both of the Myrtle genes like Otis has. Um, more often than not, the dog ends up with birth defects or blind, blindness or death or something like that and ends up having to be put down. But Otis ended up being having both the genes and being healthy. So. Wow.
0: Oh, look at this one. Man, There's some amazing-looking wiener dogs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it's called, they call it DAPWIN in wiener dogs, but it's a Myrtle gene um danes have that too right I've, I've i've seen like um
0: uh merle merle great danes mm-hmm. yeah it's do you a, know a shitload more, more about dogs uh, now than you did a year ago
1: you yeah, I had i did a lot of research before we ever got any dogs because i wanted to it's like my plan going into it was like i knew about this merle gene and i knew that um you didn't want to breed two dogs together that had the merle gene so i knew that i wanted merle puppies because they're really cute So we got Otis, um, because obviously he has that myrtle gene, that dapple coloring, and we thought that maybe he had um, both the myrtle genes because of his, like, white chest and just the way the pattern is, is very, um, like, usually dogs that have that particular coloring have both the myrtle genes, and he ends up getting back on the DNA test, he does have both of them. So we wanted a male with myrtle genes and all the females to be solid colors, so we have um, a short hair, black and tan, long hair, black and tan, short hair, chocolate and tan, short, I mean, long hair, chocolate and tan. So we've got like one kind of each of the main base colors and hair lengths. And um, so then we can breed Otis to them and get merle puppies, but not have any risk of having any double merle puppies and having genetic health risk with that.
0: And, and what's ideal? Like in, in October, you're like, all right, uh, Otis, get them. And, and <laughs> they both. Bu- October's like boning month and they have the baby babies October November like December and then January February they go to market
1: yeah that'd be ideal so we're hoping that the next cycle that they come in heat we'll be able to get them pregnant and have some puppies this winter because um usually um it can kind of vary for breed how often they come into heat um smaller dogs generally come into heat more often than big dogs they usually will come in um, they can go in like four to six times a year, but typically it's like four times a year. So every three months. So we're hoping in the next, it should be the next month or two, they'll come up in heat again. So like, um, yeah, you have to heat check them to kind of keep track of their cycles and things like that. And, um, it's like one of our dogs already had puppies. So we keep a close eye on her. So the next time she comes in heat, we're going to keep her away from Otis. So she won't have puppies again. Cause, um, we want to give them at least a year off between litters to, just help with their longevity and their overall health. No shit. Mm-hmm. You think eventually you're going to have eight then? Eight girls? Um, we'll probably get some more. Yeah, I want to get um, a cream-colored, long-haired female. Um, they look like little golden retrievers, basically. Like a yeah. midget golden retriever. And they're really cute. And I think that um, a female with that coat pattern and Otis has some really cute puppies.
0: Hey, are you on your you're on your phone right now?
1: hmm Will you ever have a computer
0: in there, in your like an iMac like on a <laughs> on a table there so you could punch shit up?
1: Um yeah, I'd like to eventually. We were looking at we're actually thinking about um just using our laptop and getting a like a monitor to hook up, yeah. up to it. Yeah, yeah. And that's getting cool. A keyboard. That's kind yeah, of that's what cool. the long term plan is.
0: Uh Nelson, I relate to Weenies and Corgi's. Legs are not our greatest strength, but we still get crap done. <laughs> God, mm-hmm. Corgi's such a weird dog. Yeah, hey I um Jacob Hitner has one. Yeah, it's perfect. I, I, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but I walked in, I'll never forget this. I was probably I shit 20 years old, and I walked into someone's house at a party in Isla Vista, California, and they had this poster on the wall, and it was all of like these historic dates. And one of them it said 1977, the first time a Dachshund and Great Dane bred together. And I was oh, thinking man. about that. And the Dane couldn't get if, if a Dane got a Dachshund pregnant, it would kill the Dachshund, right?
1: Yeah, typically the baby grow so big it would just burst the the girl. Yes, yeah, so my brother he knows a lot more about breeding dogs than I do. He got into breeding dogs um, like when he was still in high school. Actually, he worked for a guy who bred dogs and. Um, so like, I learned a lot of this stuff from him, but basically, like, um, if you're going to do something like that, the smaller dog has to be the male and the larger dog will be the female. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they're definitely not going to do it by themselves. So what you actually have to do, um, and you have to do this for a lot of different breeds. Um, and sometimes just when dogs are not good at breeding by themselves, you, um, you have to get like a little sandwich baggie and a rubber glove. And you have to, you have to jack off the male dog. You put it in the sandwich baggie, then you pull it out with a syringe, and then you can either take it to the vet, and they will actually um, put the dog under, open them up, and put it right into the uterus. Or you have to get a straw and straw breed them. (laughs) 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 I don't want to do this, but
0: I'm a (laughs) businessman.
1: You gotta do what you gotta do. That's how like anybody who has um a dog like a French Bulldog yeah. or something like that, that's that's how their puppies got there. They don't they don't breathe all on their own.
0: Really? Those dogs don't mm-hmm. oh god, those do- I don't they're, I'm not a fan of too, those like, dogs at all. They're too
1: top heavy and their legs are too short and they, oh, they can't look, get their the balance such, up there.
0: Oh god. <laughs> and I don't like any of those dogs with the uh the fucked up face, the underbite. I don't like the the boxer the any of the bulldog weirdos i I don't like (laughs) it's like dude your dog is on is your dog just on meth always your dogs
1: giving me anxiety my dad's got a american bulldog he got from a breeder around here that um it's like they couldn't sell him to the pet store because he had a like a herniated belly button it's like um there's nothing. Oh, that's an dog. okay dog. That one's okay.
0: That's basically yeah, that's, a pit so bull, you, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He so got yeah, free because they couldn't get it to a pet store.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that one. I'm talking about, you know, which ones I'm yeah. talking about? The, the bulldog. Yeah. Like an,
1: like an English bulldog.
0: Yeah. Look up an English bulldog. Or, or French. Those French bulldogs yeah. that are so cute. What a. I, I apologize bulldog. to all French mm-hmm. bulldogs. Oh, pugs <laughs> Oh, stupid. I almost think it's abusive. Hey, but look at this. You could have a 50-pound uh, um, dachshund if you bred it with a Great Dane. What, what, does this go to yeah. – look at these images. Whoa.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's wild looking. Yeah. Hmm. Allie wants to get a really big dog, but I'm like, that one big dog is going to eat more food, poop bigger poops, and shed more than all of our five winter dogs combined.
0: The peeing is crazy on uh, on on really big dogs. <laughs> they'll just they'll just hose down a side yard and it'll be crazy. Mm. It's crazy. Wow, look at this one, Chihuahua Great Dane. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. What kind of big dog? Oh, is that a is that a Merle uh, Great Dane right there? Can you see that?
1: Yeah, that's Merle Pattern. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Mm.
0: Hey, what kind of dog does she want of the big ones?
1: Um, she would like something probably. She really likes vislas um, Oh, they're a, hunt, a hunting dog. You know vislas
0: Yeah, but they got. I think that they get. They're, they're speaking about breeding problems. They got some issues, right? That sucker's been overbred, I hear.
1: Yeah, a lot of kind of hunting dogs um, tend to be because, um, like, once they find like a good bloodline, they want to inbreed it a lot to keep that same bloodline, so they have problems down the road. But um, yeah, she likes visas. She kind of grew up with them. Her dad does a lot of hunting and pheasant hunting, so they have visas for that. But um, she wants to get one for here, but it's like, um, I don't do a lot of pheasant hunting or really anything besides working and training. And like we'd have to fence in a lot of area for a dog like that around here, because they just they need a lot of area to run around in. So that'd be kind of difficult difficult to do that.
0: Can't you just get some cool dog that just, like, just chases behind the tractor?
1: (laughs) Yeah, the Like a
0: lab or something?
1: Yeah, probably could do that. Mm -hmm. My dad um, or my grandpa had an American Bulldog a long time ago. He used to chase the tractor through the fields, actually. used to do that all day.
0: Yeah, that seems like a a, a good life. Hunting dogs are cool. All those short-haired dogs are cool. Mm. Well, the pointers, they're all cool.
1: We just have a bunch of timber behind our house, so we won't want them to get loose back there and get lost or get in trouble or something like that would be the, the main problem. Uh, Gabe from Paper Street Coffee. Cheers. Nice to see you in the chat, as always.
0: Pick up your CEO blend today. Hey, this is going to have to come inside. Uh, my wife told me we're running low on coffee, so this will be one of the last times you see my demo bag. Um, uh, use code word SEVON, get free shipping. And a special note for your mom. Um, uh, I f- I have a Frenchie. I feel so attacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should.
1: You gotta get a wiener dog to balance it out, dude. Wiener dogs. I mean, the, so the short cool. snout, the long snout, and
0: you're good to go. Hey, the only the only shitty thing about the wiener dog that I've ever heard is like as they get older, like you gotta like build like a ramp up to your couch and stuff. Like they can't jump off the couch mm-hmm. anymore, and like they start having like back problems.
1: Yeah, 100. Um, even stairs can be a problem. Um, even when they're younger, just to keep their disc healthy, you should, um, there's a lot of companies that make them make these little ramps. Um, yeah, just so they can walk up to your couch or whatever, up your stairs or anything like that. Cause, um, yeah, like you you definitely don't want them to be like jumping off of your couch or anything like that. That's kind of the big thing. because eventually they're going to hurt their back probably or Or jumping in and out of your car, even like your car, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You definitely don't want them jumping down or onto high speed high places at all.
0: Uh, pu- pulling for uh, Colton. Kilo trained. Hashtag kilo trained. What's kilo trained? That's the training you do?
1: <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yep, that's the training program that I've been on since I started.
0: What's the guy's name again?
1: Uh, so Luke Schaefer runs Kilo Train now. It was started by Armin McCormick. Um, way back in the day, Armin was an individual athlete in 2011 and a team athlete for several years after that. Back before, like 2018 was the last year that like, Kilo trained. Um, I guess the original Kilo trained was like putting together teams, but they like, pretty much always had a team at the games almost every year and were always homegrown, like never recruited anybody. Like everybody was on, that was on the team Like started CrossFit at CrossFit Kilo. And now um, the team that you see now is CrossFit Kilo 2 out of Iowa City. Um, so this is their second year going to the games, same group. Uh, uh, final question for you. H-
0: have you had to give one of your dogs a handy?
1: No, I have not done that with Otis yet. Hopefully I don't have to. I've helped my brother do it with his dogs before
0: though. Uh, <laughs> when you say you've helped your brother, you hold the dog? Yeah.
1: like. Or you, or uh, you do the uh, part with the rubber glove? <laughs> no, that was him. I just kind of help, like sat next to the dog and would pet it so I wouldn't Ah, you're oh, the foreplay, king excited. of foreplay. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my goodness. Uh, hey, dude, I'm pumped to see you. Uh, uh, less than uh,
1: less than a week, our paths shall cross. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, this will be the first time I've ever seen each other in person, yeah? Yeah, it'll be cool. It's going to be fun. So uh, We'll find out if you're actually taller than me.
0: Oh, that's going to be, yes, yes. Content, content.
1: That's going to be a good gonna, Instagram post. I'm going to wear my lifters. Um, everywhere around, so I get an extra half inch.
0: Me too. I'm going to put something in my shoe.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, final question. Sorry, talking about ours, What is Colton reading now? Last one.
1: <clears throat> this is a good one. People love this stuff. I'm um, reading a book about, um, basically, um, I don't know if you call it a biography, but it's about a lot of the Stoics, like uh, Seneca, um, Marcus Aurelius, and just a, a lot of the more... I guess unheard ones uh, just kind of like a brief biography kind of of all of them and their lives. And then we're going to get into um, some other liter- literature surrounding them, kind of some more in-depth stuff, but this is like a overview, I suppose.
0: Did you pick that to pump you up for the games?
1: Um, I think it, it's probably one of the best things to um, learn about if you are an athlete, I think, honestly, because there's so many things that are, you want to be able to control, but you cannot control. Like um, injuries happen, illnesses happen. You can't control what your competitors are doing or how fit they're getting. You can't control what workouts come out, anything like that. You can only focus on you know what you can do in the gym, what you can do in the kitchen, your sleep, all that stuff. So um, it's really good for helping with mindset, things like that. So that's kind of why I started getting into it, and um, it's helped a lot. And just interesting, kind of learning about those people's lives and how they. The events in their lives that led to them having that kind of philosophy.
0: You demand. Uh, See you soon, brother. Thank you, Colton. Thanks, Avanti. All right. Take care. Colton Martins. Now I want to show you guys something crazy. You guys ready to see something crazy? There he is in all his glory, Jack Farlow. But that's not what's crazy. Imagine writing. Imagine writing. ...on your Instagram post. Smooth Faux 100. Now just kind of get your head wrapped around this. Is this... I can't even believe this. This is nuts. Wow, dude. That is crazy. (laughs) Hey, so... Hi. Hello. Uh, thanks for doing this. I I know it's uh it's 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 go time. So I appreciate you um talking to us, Jack. Uh, Jack Farlow, second time on the show. Um, Jack, how do you what What can you tell me the the morning that is this in the morning? Can you tell me what leads up to this? Like do you know, hey, today I'm gonna jerk 400 pounds.
3: Uh. I not not waking up that morning I actually think I forget exactly but I think we had done a pretty gnarly like run or swim workout I think like hour and a half of yeah I believe it was a swim workout beforehand and I was pretty gassed but uh, we went to the gym that afternoon and um, you know a big part of it is how much I have to do that day uh, if it's like a big session it's not really worth it to spend the extra 30 minutes to try to do something crazy but we had like really good primers in before that lift so uh i knew if there was ever a time to do a big split jerk put some confidence in that lift that uh, that was the day so yeah
0: um sorry go back saying so were you doing jerks anyway that day
3: yes yeah, yeah okay yeah. and and, and, and uh, in the programming was to build to a heavy too like i wouldn't have just done that after sets even if it felt good
0: and and bear with me when you say to a heavy two, you mean up, re rack on the shoulders and then back up again?
3: Uh no, two like T O O as well.
0: Oh oh okay, okay. Also, yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, and then um uh, sorry, I'm I'm new to CrossFit. Um and so um who's there with you when you do this and, and how long does it take to get to this?
3: Um, I think right there. Probably just Emma in the gym recording. And uh, I we actually had some heavy sets beforehand, I think some triples, some doubles up to one single out of like predetermined weight. And then I think our coach just said, if you feel good, keep building to a heavy single. And,
0: and that's what I did. Uh, is this a PR?
3: Uh, yes, I've done 390 before. Um, but after I did 390, I didn't even try for any more, even though it felt good. And I didn't try for any more after this. I usually like to. Finish sessions on a good lift so not risking anything
0: crazy let, let me ask you some other um uh naive questions when you know like after you do like some he- uh heavy deads um you kind of get like a uh i don't know what you guys call it um i've what's the word you guys use i, I call it like neurological shit breakdown but you guys call sure. it c- uh cns, CNS or something? something yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah um and and like if you try to write your name like your hands like you don't realize it until you try to do it and then you try to write your name and Mm -hmm. your fingers aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing do you get that from this too if you put 400 over your head is the whole body like like you know what i mean does something happen
3: uh no not for not for a jerk for me at least i think you have to have some level of like crazy adrenaline if you're even going to attempt to hit a new pr at this point and that kind of takes couple minutes to settle down so you're a bit jittery but i think i was just not not cns related for me
0: um uh paper street coffee 499 well thank you eaton beaver um uh pool boy because jack is such a good dude oh thank you i mean i mean he thanks you hey um, so when you say you have to get your adrenaline fired up, Jack, uh, what do you do? So do you tell yourself like stories like, hey, if I don't get this, um, a bear is going to eat my mom. And so like like do you make up some sort of narrative, like reason you have to do it?
3: Um, I, like, I think that at this point – PRs aren't as off, don't come as often as, as they once did. And, uh, and they're, at the end of the day, PRs are just super fun. So uh, for me, at least, I think it's just like the idea of hitting a new max, especially like a milestone number like that, like 400, 300 snatch, clean and jerk 400, like those kind of things. uh, Those are like, I think having those under my belt is what gets me fired up. And that's my opportunity to do it going into that lift.
0: So, so just the thought of getting a PR gets you jacked up.
3: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. I would, I like, I do stupid stuff. Like I'll be on the assault bike and I'm like, if you can't keep this, if you can keep this at 70 RPMs, no, I mean, uh, sorry, hundred RPMs, <laughs> I mean, uh, for the next yeah. two minutes, you'll win a million dollars. Like I just make up just mm-hmm. nonsense. You don't do any of that no. nonsense. Yeah. No, oh. no
3: I, I think, I think just the PR. And uh and I think the same thing goes for like some uh some fitness testing too. Like I, I was doing a one mile uh progression the past couple of weeks or a couple months even. Um, and like on those retest days, like having a couple milestones uh kind of in the back of your head, that's what makes you want to run faster for me.
0: Are are you in like your little sister's room right now? Is that like a six-year-old girl's room? What are those pictures on the wall?
3: Uh very close. My niece drew these. My niece drew these for me, so I hung up in my room. But she is a six year old, yeah. So very yes.
0: close. Yeah. Yes, look at that. I was trying to make fun of you and and, and it backfired. Your niece exactly. made them for you. God, you're such yeah. a wholesome dude. Uh in case anyone forgets. In case anyone forgets. Uh how old are you, Jack? Twenty one. Uh this is uh Jack at, this is at twenty, right? Uh yeah, yeah, twenty. Yeah, in case anyone forgets, this is nuts. 347 pounds, just tossing it around. And, and Yeah, and that Je- was... Uh, Go ahead.
3: This is kind of my saving grace for that weekend. Uh, like, super big highlight, but kind of surrounded. Wasn't too happy with that weekend overall.
0: So this is your first year at the games.
3: uh? Yeah. Other than the teenage division, if you
0: count that. Yeah. Okay. We'll count that. Yeah. We count that. And. um, all, all, Honestly, 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 between me and you and. Oh, 391 people listening. Did you think you were going to make the games this year? Doesn't it seem still a little mm-hmm. too soon?
3: Yeah. Um. So I guess last year. Um going into that weekend last year, I wouldn't have happy unless I was top five making making the games. But when I didn't make the games, like uh I was I, I was sitting watching the final event at the CrossFit games with James Sprague, actually. And good uh good dude, good and, dude. Good and, dude. Oh, very very good dude. And he missed by one point, one spot, one point. And so in his I think in his mind, like he should be out there right now. And I didn't have that in my mind at all. Like, I I honestly just believed after, like, my weekend that, like, I just wasn't ready yet. Like, like, I'm not good enough yet. And I I was kind of, like, peace with that. Like, I just have to work hard another year. Um, But going into this year, uh, I really, really thought I could make it. But I had, like, I could not imagine myself making it. Like, I could not imagine them saying my name after the Mm. last event to to Mm. make make the games but at the same time I knew I could so it was a it was kind of a weird weird contradiction in that sense
0: yeah I get it you 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 articulated that well you were kind of like I know I'm good enough I just still can't imagine it exactly yeah yeah that's crazy so that means that when they called your name you were stoked it was like it was like you opened your christmas present at christmas and your parents got you the exact game system you wanted
3: exactly yeah i i watched like a lot of old crossfit events still like just if i'm bored i'll maybe throw something on and i watched um i think it was 2016 um when i think saxon made it for the first time and i'm watching this before semifinals and he like broke down in tears and I thought, oh, man, I'm going to do that exact same thing. Uh, like, I got emotional watching him do that. But uh, when the time came, I think it's because I was relatively safe going into the last event. It wasn't like a shock that I made it at that point. Uh, I, yeah, it, I didn't get flooded by emotions, but I was definitely pretty happy.
0: So so um, when um, event seven finishes, you know you're in.
3: 97% sure. Let's
0: see. Event, because, um,
3: yeah, because I knew, I knew um, James and Spencer's time and Austin's time because they were in the heat before me. And uh, I knew it was like in like the 420 range. And that's also where I finished. So there was a chance that all three of them beat me. And I mean, I knew I had a big lead on them, but or a, a relatively big lead for one event left. And uh, so I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm good. But it was also a bit unsettling that they were all beat me or were close in time, so,
0: yeah. Well, uh, what's the plan going into Event 7? It was interesting. James Sprague said yesterday that he, uh, he played it safer than he wanted to. And I said, well, what would you have done if you didn't play it safe? He said he would have gone harder on the Echo Bike. And then Brian Friend was on the show, and he goes, well, you know, Roman tried that, and it backfired on him. Yeah. Um, what was your plan for the uh, – I,
3: I mean – if if you're gonna hold on unbroken on the tow to bar and carry the bag at relatively the same speed, that's kind of the only place to do it. So if you if it, if you're in a position that you have to risk blowing up, then then that's what I would have done too. Biked faster right from the get go. But um, yeah, I was I I honestly think I maximized my performance in that last event. But if I if I knew my best wasn't going to be good enough, I would have just hoped that I could hang on to a faster bike speed
0: uh for those you don't know it was uh echo bike uh toes to bar and then the bag and then three rounds and it was it was a is that that's a sprint right jack is that a sprint event
3: Mm, not all out no No. i think i think you'll fall apart if you do
0: yeah okay what how how, what would you call that is there is there something you say about it like it's a 85 percent exertion or uh
3: yeah just how much power you can output for like a couple minutes not not 30 seconds or a minute so yeah, a bit different.
0: In the two hundred pound bag, the, when you pick that up for the first time, does it feel heavy, or, or are you just out of your mind at that point? You're just
3: no. Uh, you know, the worst part of those bags isn't the weight; it's how how it pushes into your stomach. Uh, so, you know, like you could have a three hundred pound bag that's slender and and a bit flimsy, and that's way easier to hold on to than like a well, maybe not easier, but. Uh, not one and a half times as hard as a, a two hundred.
0: That's dense, yeah. Last so two, and those
3: ones were dense, yeah. So they were items. dense. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Um, did you ever almost drop it? No, like from getting a bad purchase on it. No, no, no. That thought never crossed my mind. Yeah, I, I guess that uh, that initial grab is really important. You want to get it up and grab it, and you don't want to have to readjust. You want to pick it up and be able to go right yeah exactly i mean some people have it so low where do you like it low or high
3: um i feel like i'm on the lower side of things uh it's easier to get into that position but it's probably a bit harder to carry when it's a bit lower if
0: it's up yeah, high you can really
3: would... like lean back
0: yeah i was thinking you could move faster if it's lower but there's it, it always looks like it could slip and, and and fall like it looks like it's hard it's it's it looks yeah. uncomfortable
3: yeah, you take an extra second to get going, but it might be worth it. I'm not sure.
0: Did, did you um last year – so so you train with uh, Emma Lawson. <clears throat> do you train with her every day? Mm.
3: Now, yes, but uh, I do 50% of my training during the year thing.
0: Do you guys live in the same town?
3: Uh, She's like half an hour away driving, but – uh, we go to the same gym, but she has a uh, garage gym that she would usually work at. Work out at for like our first session, and uh, I'd work out first thing in the morning at at the gym, and then usually our afternoon session would be together.
0: And after she made it, did you feel? Um, did you did you have any uh, a pity party for yourself at all? I mean. I want to be very clear. You should not have. You're so young. You're killing it. But I'm just wondering, by no means am I projecting that onto you. But do, did you have any like, oh, shit, my training partner made it. Did, any pity party?
3: Uh, last year we're talking? Yeah. Um, no, I don't I don't think any of it. I definitely had a bit of a pity party. But I don't think it was because she – anything to do with her making it. Um, I guess the one thing is like I know I've done – just as much working out as her, uh, in the last year. And yet we saw wildly different results, but that's not a result of the past year. That's a result of the work she's done for like five, six years. And I'm still trying to c- kind of catch up with that.
0: Oh, interesting. Wow. I, I thought you were going to say it's uh genetic. So you, th- you're, so she's been training longer for you in this discipline of CrossFit. And so yeah. she's, a- she's a- ahead of you in, in, um, I I I guess the way I'm picturing it is, is in your early years of CrossFit you make the biggest gains and as you get closer and closer to your peak, you make smaller and smaller gains every year. So mm-hmm. she's based but either way, she's she's ahead of you in that in that training in that cycle. I
3: I would say I've been training at a games level for almost three years now, and she's yeah. been doing that for six.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and then and how old is she? Uh eighteen. Okay. And then, and then probably girls are probably at one or two years ahead of boys anyway in development too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. How is, how is your, um, so, so how long have you been doing CrossFit? Sorry. I know you just said it. three years.
3: Well, no, I've been doing CrossFit for, I think I did the open in 2015 or 16, but, uh, there's a difference between doing CrossFit and training to make the game. So,
0: yeah. And how long have you been doing that?
3: Uh, Seriously, just under three years training to make the games
0: and, and do you see yourself compared to like some of the old like do you see yourself like literally changing like week to week month to month since you're so young you see the adaptations like holy shit what is going on
3: i don't think i do personally but others do and they they tell me about it which is kind of nice to hear but i think like for me I, I feel the same every day but like especially my sister was telling me like since I've started games training, like I'm looking solid and strong. And and she actually did, um, my sister did every running workout with me for all of games training, so uh, so she kind of got to see my improvements
0: firsthand. And like aunts and uncles, that have, like there must be some people who haven't seen you like in two or three years and see you and just like don't even recognize you.
3: Yeah, um, I haven't seen anyone this summer that would that would be along those lines, but every time there's like a family reunion, yeah, you definitely. Shocking some people.
0: Okay, here we go. We've been too nice to Z- uh to Jack. Let's get him. Here we go. Here's a here's a comment. Is Jack part giraffe? Why is his neck so long?
3: I you know I've never heard that
0: one before. So, <laughs> uh, Jack, do not leave was- this show with an insecurity. Do not let these assholes get to you.
3: No, no, I got other things to
0: worry about. Okay, good. Part giraffe, you dickhead. It's because he's strong. Because he works out. How tall? How tall is Jack Farlo? Uh,
3: just over six one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, hey, tall. what is
0: going on with CrossFit? I don't Why, know. Where are all these big dudes coming from? You guys go back to find another sport. Get out of here. This is a sport I, for dudes who are five nine. What are you guys doing? So many big dudes now.
3: Yeah, I think there are, there are four or five people just out of the east that are six plus. So. I don't know, not I, I think being big is only an advantage if you can if you can still move in some movements like someone who's small, like gymnastics mostly.
0: Yeah. You. By the way, you're not. Um, I, I mean, you're great proportion. I mean, it's not like. I mean, you, you don't look like a behemoth. You move. You still move like a little guy. I mean, look at you.
3: Yeah, I think I got some weird, uh, weird leg anatomy, but some weird what? Leg anatomy.
0: Really? Are your legs yeah. long or short?
1: I think
3: I think my uh, ankle to knee is long, but my knee to to hip is pretty short.
0: Oh, inter- ankle to knee. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, you do got some long old calves. Look at you.
3: Yeah, and then that I have like a super wide squat. I think
0: because of that. Hey, Corey, that's that's more giraffe data. <laughs> long <laughs> calves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you move so good. I can't believe you're 6'1". I mean, it's hard to tell how tall you are in that picture uh, because there's nothing to uh, compare you to, but man, you move good. Holy cow.
3: Yeah, something especially during lifting, that's something I pride myself on, I would say. Uh,
0: first year at the Games, any... any uh, um, any things you think you're dealing with? Jitters, fear, excitement, and any. Uh, what's it like going there for the first time? I guess it's not your first time.
3: You. Can- I don't know. I I think I feel like it kind of is. Like I've been to Madison before, basically. The, I think the teenage division's a whole, whole other ball game. Like I'm competing in front of my mom and dad and everyone else's mom and dad and maybe some grandparents and siblings in the teenage division. Right. Like obviously, it's a it's a bigger stage now. So uh, up to this point, I've been nothing like I haven't felt anything other than excitement, which is something I couldn't say about any other competition I've done. I'm obviously going to get nervous when the time comes, but um, I've never actually felt excitement for something without the nerves at this point yet.
0: Wow, and and why do you think that is? You you're are you proud of yourself? Do you think that's why? Like, hey, I did it. Go Yeah.
3: Um, I, I, I'm trying to find a balance between that feeling like, like I'm proud of myself, but still feeling like there's work left to do, left to do. I don't want to show up and, and bomb out every event. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a fine balance, but I also think it's just lack of, uh, pressure from other people. Like no one's expecting me to, to be top 10, even top 20. So, um, I feel like I can only, uh, only impress basically.
0: Um. what this um this olympic event that they've announced this total mm-hmm. d- are, you, are you tickled by that does that give you like a yeah. C- you yeah, out, yeah salivate a little bit
3: at first when i saw that it was only two attempts at each lift i was i was a little bit bummed just be, like it, it's just harder to hit your top numbers if you're going into the corral for five ten minutes and then you get two attempts so i was a little bit bummed at that but um i thought about like I'll likely be in a scenario somewhere around the 20th spot at that point. So if I need to just go for it and, and like hit huge lifts, then I'll, that's what I'm going to go for. But I know for a fact, I'm not going to, I could play my card so that I don't go down after that event. So if I'm inside the cut, the 20 cut, then I'll just do what I know I can do. If I'm outside, then I can, can really go for it. So it's kind wow. of a uh, place in the, me being right around that 20th and me being uh, a stronger athlete. It ends up being pretty
0: good for me um and that is somewhere you you could go to make a name for yourself and get the crowd really worked up
3: yeah saturday night yeah where, where things happen so
0: yeah uh, uh, i mean we still any chance that you think it won't be a, a barbell you think that, that there's any chance it'll be a, a dumbbells or, or something there, there's some twist to it that we don't know i don't think so no no you think it's just straight lifting
3: yeah, maybe I'm just hoping for that, but I, yeah, I, I think it'd be lame if it was, uh, maybe not lame, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like people can hit big numbers on the snatching clean jerk, and it'd be a little bit more improvised with a dumbbell.
0: What's the heaviest dumbbell you've ever snatched? 120, maybe. And, and is that just yeah. because that's the heaviest dumbbell you've been around? Yeah, yeah. God, I would like to see you guys go out there and and with a row of dumbbells and just see you guys get at it. But with more than two lifts, I'd like to see it. Just yeah, yeah. Just well, go. if
3: if you if it was a ladder with a dumbbell, then you'd at least have time to build some confidence throughout. So right, yeah, we'll see.
0: Um, anything that um in the past you've historically been um not happy to see that this year you're excited to uh, take a shot at.
3: Um I mean in the past I really not liked running. Uh well actually I I enjoy running. I just it wasn't my forte at all. But uh not that I not that I'm excited to see a 5k but I'm much better off than I was even like 5 months ago. So uh,
0: Are you are you running a lot? Uh
3: I mean two dedicated running sessions a week and then usually in a in a workout as well.
0: And this, this guy here in the red, is this your running coach?
3: Uh, no. He did coach me that day, but he's a like a former steeplechase Olympian, and he lives close by. We have a mutual connection, so he kind of just came out with us for the day. What's that steeplechase? I forget the distance, but you're hopping over hurdles, and then like every – other lap or something there's the giant hurdle with the water on the other side ah yeah it's it's pure running with some hurdles
0: hey and and what uh isn't that cheating what emma's doing right there drafting yeah what is emma doing back there
3: especially on a bike it's cheating
2: um
3: (laughs) i actually i would much rather be in front of someone dictating my own pace than feel like I have to keep up with someone, so I don't mind it. But I think some some would say it's cheating. Yeah. Oh, um.
0: No. No doubt that uh, Emma's world class. No. Yeah. No doubt at all. What a incredible a human. But any chance that in things like this, that since you are a man and men and women are um, different, that she slows you down? No. No. Never. Never. No, you, you don't you don't let that happen. You wouldn't pace off of her or or reduce your capacity so that she because she's there just even if it's not uh, consciously.
3: She beats me in in most workouts. So when I. All right. Do, yeah. All right. All right, windy. All right. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> so so when I said men and women are different, they're different and the women are winning. All right. fine. Yeah. Ru- thanks for ruining my story. <laughs> uh, and, and does this make this must make training great to have a training partner like this? just to someone that's like day in and day out
3: yeah someone going through exactly I mean we've done pretty much all the same training uh leading up to the game so uh like you know you're, you're sore in a spot that like see like you've never been sore there before and and then you ask the other person and sure enough they are too so just like little things like that they're going through the exact same things as you is nice
0: any any dudes you train with like when you look over and you see James and Dallin training together you're like oh I, I could use some of that some some dude training
3: uh I mean I do train with some friends at the gym occasionally but they're not um they're not quite at that level of of Dallin to James or James to Dallin uh but on I I wouldn't want to honestly I don't think I would uh training with another elite male just because it's constant comparison there like Oftentimes when me and Emma are kind of uh, competing in a workout, one of us will beat the other one by a lot. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, the girl's dumbbell was relatively lighter, or the guy's sandbag was relatively lighter, things like that. Or a guy should always be better at ca- uh, calories on the machine if you have the same number, like things like that. There's always, it's almost an excuse, but um, it takes it takes the edge off being beaten uh, in training, which I think is a good thing, especially if it's going to happen
0: day in and day out. Kind of like the, the, so it's more like the Matt Fraser model, right? I mean, I'm trying to think, did he, he he basically just trained with women. Yeah. Yeah. Katrin and and then
3: um, Tia.
0: And, and did he, and, and does Emma like that too? Emma prefers that too? Does she have any female training partners?
3: No. Um, and there are some very, very good people at the gym. We have the, the team going, the only Canadian team uh going to the games too and and no doubt um especially so the owner virgin nick he could beat me in in a lot of workouts for sure but um uh, and we do we do work out from time to time but i i think i prefer not having that constantly
0: hey jack there's only one canadian team going to the games
3: that's correct yeah
0: is that normal
3: no i think like pro one montreal has been like a staple um, and then there are a couple other gyms that have usually sent a team too, but this year only, only ours got there.
0: Yeah. what a what a trip. Yeah. Uh, extra slop, a better late than never $5 for behind the scenes. Thank you. Remember Sevi, if you have to hug an esta in Madison fight for the double underhooks, what's an esta? Isn't that Spanish for a she? You have to <laughs> hug a she esta. Esta, okay, I'll fight for the double underhooks. Do you watch a uh, UFC, uh, Jack? Uh, no, no, only like a huge fight, maybe. Do you watch uh, um uh, any sports?
3: Um, I'm invested a little bit in hockey, like, I'll, oh, I'm, like, big hockey fan. Um, and then do you kind of have her, to, though,
0: since you're Canadian, you kind of have to
3: a little bit, a little bit, but I actually do enjoy watching. Okay. Uh, but for the other sports like baseball and um basketball I'll just hop on a bandwagon if our team's good.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about sports too. I don't even have time for a bandwagon anymore though. Hmm. Does Emma watch any sports? Uh no. I don't not really no. No sports. What do, you, what do you what do you guys do do you guys do anything besides uh CrossFit? That's no judgment either. I don't think you should, but some people like think like maybe you should do some other shit
3: uh like together or or yeah
0: together or by yourself like do you do pickleball or like you you're into like what what's that thing that Brian friend does with the cards uh um uh, oh, zoo oh yeah maybe oh. its settlers uh, I don't something
3: know. uh well uh depending on the time of the year most of my days if it's not in the gym it's filled with school um oh. but i i would say we get out uh like you know usually like on weekends we'll go to like one of our friends from the gym's house and and just hang out there like sauna and have dinner and stuff so that's super fun uh but i i would say we do enough outside yeah
0: you're are you a bit of a homebody are you in a really tight loop like pretty like your ocd like your eat here go here sleep here
3: yeah i hate sleeping anywhere outside of my house
0: oh oh yeah me too yeah yeah me too wow you're going to have some problems as you get older. I'm excited for you. Some good yeah. OCD shit. Yeah. You're going to bring up your own pillow or anything like that to Madison?
3: Uh, No, I don't think so. We're actually driving there in a uh, friend's RV and then he's driving up and taking it uh, to stay in for the for the week. So I'll be able to move around in the car, lay down.
0: How long is the drive?
3: Uh, Like nine hours, but the flight isn't much. Yeah. The flights aren't much better. That's the issue.
0: Because you have, because, uh, it's, uh, um, not a direct.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Wow. Wow. Man. Uh, what do you, you're in school still? What are you doing in school?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm taking biomedical engineering. It's called. Um, and so every other term I have like a work term, so I'll go school work, school work. And right now I'm in school, which is, uh, it's tough, especially at this time of year, but that's what i'm doing yeah
0: bio what
3: biomedical engineering
0: wow uh hold on a second i gotta slap someone around in the comments here uh christine young liar Sevon. you told us uh you just told us you love to sleep alone in hotel rooms listen if i'm gonna sleep in a hotel room i like to sleep alone i like the, the whole diagonal thing but if i don't have to go anywhere and i can just stay home with my pictures that my six-year-old niece drew me um <laughs> in my cozy little bed how do you guys, how do you guys do beds in Canada? Do you guys do, um, uh, do you have a, just, a like a comforter with a duvet on it and that's yours? Or do you guys do have like a sheet and then a blanket and then like, how how does your bed work? What do you have I just have like
3: comforter duvet.
0: Yeah. Comforter and duvet. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you get hot, do you guys get hot in Canada or no? Never. Oh
3: yeah.
0: Oh, oh yeah. We're, we're pretty hot right now. Yeah. And so when you get hot, do you uh, hang your feet out the bottom?
3: mm I know I, I like I like full coverage, but I'll, I'll get some fans on me.
0: No, okay, okay, yeah. Get putting your feet out the bottom was I that I didn't do that when I was your age either. But as I got older, I learned to. Uh, last night I slept with my feet out the bottom. That's why I asked. Wow. It was kind of weird. Yeah, but I it immediately drops the temperature, but you still get the weight. Right. Because you like you like the weight of the duvet. I like right? the weight. Yeah
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. You're
0: back in the womb. Ah, I'm here. <laughs> hey, do you have any pets or any responsibilities or besides school? well uh
3: I, I do have a dog but uh, i live with my parents so they they take care of it
0: for the most part so it's it's not it's almost a lot not quite a lie but almost a lie to say it's your dog
3: yeah i think i'm the reason we got it but yeah i don't do much to take care of it
0: it's kind of like uh i just realized this too it's kind of like my when i lived at home i said oh there's my car but it was always my parents' money that put gas in the car, so really <laughs> probably not my car. Yeah, I got a car. That.
3: I guess I guess that's something I take care of.
0: Uh, do you have a job? Uh, no, uh,
3: I I coach a little bit, not currently, but um, yeah, for the past couple of years, I've just been doing a couple hours of coaching a week.
0: Oh, uh, you like it?
3: Um, I do. I like I like the people, but I'm not sure. Like uh, coaching's like my calling
0: by any means do they like you do people like you i think so yeah yeah mm-hmm. what makes you think so that? She, uh, <laughs> is your class full
3: for them for the most part they're pretty good and I, I usually do later classes in the day which which would uh usually be on the smaller side but i really enjoy uh we have a couple like teenage boys that come in and and uh I kind of see a bit of myself, a younger me, in them, so uh, I enjoy that part for sure.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Look at you, already getting yeah. some, like some feeling, some senior, yeah, Some seniorness. Yeah, that's cool. And do you do you bust on them?
3: Uh, I I try to, you know, they actually don't. They usually don't push. Uh, I think I they they usually wouldn't push the weights as much as uh, I think they could. Um, and they move pretty well. So I think that's kind of something I put on them is, is to kind of go for some bigger lifts. And
0: I think that since they've started doing that, they've enjoyed it a lot. So, Hey, Jack Farlow believes in us. Like, let, exactly. like we don't want to let him, we don't want to let him down Yeah, Dude, you're awesome.
3: And even if I'm not uh, coaching them, I'll usually, if I see them, I'll ask them what they hit yesterday on the back squat and things like that. So,
0: Oh, you are good. You are yeah, good.
3: I, I try to be. Yeah. Happening?
0: Shit. It's almost like you care. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Garrity engineers have won six of the last 18 games championships uh, yeah um, uh, why are you are you going to school because you want to or because like your parents are like listen if you're going to do this silly CrossFit stuff here and you know, we're going to support you if you're going to live here at the house then you're also going to have to um, uh, go to mm-hmm. school
3: uh, I think part of that's true, but I'm not sure that's the reason I'm doing it. I mean, like, I, I'm trying to think what what I would be like if I didn't go to school. Like, it's not like I'm making a ton of money. I'm just working out, and then once a year I go to this big event. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't. I'm not sure I'd be too too proud of myself at this point. Um, like, if I was making tons of money from sponsors and uh, and winning the CrossFit Games, then I think it's a completely different story
0: um uh do do, are they in conflict these schedules with each other and the demands the uh engineering and the uh high demands of the CrossFit training
3: I I don't think time's the main concern I think it's just mental energy that Mm. makes it tough um in terms of like actual uh scheduling I was supposed to have some exams during the games and uh going into this term I wasn't even sure if they would let me move them because they they tend not to really care about sports unless it's for the school, but uh, but luckily I've kind of made friends with one of the directors and she really helps me move things around so I'm all clear on that
0: end. Yeah, that's cool. I and I I like the way you're saying it too. Like, do do you remember switching from uh, like you're in high school and you're doing seven classes a day, and then you go to college and it's like people are taking like three classes a day and you're like. Is, yeah you're like this is cr- like what are they doing I, I went i went i went straight to city college that's like the college for like stoners even though I wasn't a stoner and i i stayed on the high school plan i finished city college in a year and a half like just like yeah yeah. yeah like what what are, what are these jackasses doing i would stay in school all day
3: i have a pretty full course load right now i think i have uh five courses and two labs so it's it's pretty full but you don't have any options to to reduce that at all in the program I'm in. So I probably would do that to be honest, but, uh, it's not an option. So, you,
0: Will you be done in four years?
3: I'll be done in, I think two
0: years. Oh no. So sorry. Sorry. In totality, will you spend oh, four years in college?
3: Yeah. It's just under a five-year program.
0: Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Dude, be- you're going to be so happy when you finish that. Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And this is, a uh, this is actually my last summer term of school in school. All the rest will be on a co-op term, but I've also already almost completed the number of co-op terms you
0: need, so I'll be able to take summers off if I wanted to. Is Emma in school too? Uh, no. Hey, next time she's like doing like a big lift, like going for a PR on the jerk, like right as she unracks, like <clears throat> I'm in college.
3: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, go to right. college.
0: I'm in college. Yeah, just a-
3: And then she'll cough that. She's a top 10 games
0: athlete. (laughs) I hate that part. Oh, my goodness. First a giraffe and now this. Sean Lenderman. As a licensed electrician, I can assure you that engineers are completely useless. uh,
3: One time I was working a summer job like three or four years ago. Hey, Jack,
0: that's why you guys make the most money. More than the electrician because you guys are useless. Go on. Sorry. Summer job. Go on.
3: I was was working a summer job uh, at a car factory and there was this guy... Um, one of the stations I had to work at and you just take one look at this guy and know he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And he absolutely lectured me on how dumb engineers are because I told him I was going into engineering and I just had to, I just had to nod, nod, uh, and smile for a couple of minutes. And then actually the guy next to me was like, don't listen to that guy, but it was pretty funny
0: uh what do you what do you end up doing so, sorry for my naiveness but what do you end up doing when i hear a biomedical engineer i kind of like think of someone who's like um re like invents or reworks uh biomedical equipment sort from of like everything to reinventing tubing to uh, redesigning the you know dialysis machine to just yeah. stuff like that
3: i don't think you're too far off in terms of what the kind of like what the what most people would do in that field but um i think like prosthetic limbs designing those types of things and like and valves in the heart and all anything basically yeah i
0: like your choices better those are cool examples valves in the heart
3: i mean but that that's not necessarily what i would like to do um and i'm not even really sure what i'd like to do but um i don't think i'd want to work in a hospital setting at all
0: Uh, um Oh, Sean, Sean, uh, Lenderman. Oh shit. Wow. He's he, wow. He's on fire today. Oh shit. I didn't hear the biomedical part. He's (laughs) making the next vaccine for (laughs) Pfizer. Uh, it it would be, it would be, do you have any other interest too? like, um, it it seems like with that kind of knowledge, like it would be cool to get into like, um, uh, um like zoology and like, see what the, the, I, I don't know if that's right. The right word but find out what's going on in the animal kingdom and then try to replicate that with some of your bioengineering uh you know mindset like you know like like the the simplest one to bring up is like spider webs like those that's the strongest Mm. material known to man and then like trying to replicate it and uh, that shit sounds awesome
3: yeah i don't know i'm not sure i want to do anything even research wise either i kind of i don't know i i think like a technology company like i use like a lot of i don't know heart rate and things like that and uh those kind of trackers and yeah I, mean, I don't really know what i want to do but that kind of thing interests me like performance where performance meets health tracking basically
0: yeah that makes total sense yeah the, yeah that makes that makes uh, complete and total sense how how long are you going to um uh, pursue this you think like it sounds like you feel really good like you're in a really good place like when you pursue look, crossfit yeah how long do you think you think you keep going
3: yeah, it, I mean, until until I don't like it or it stops making sense, basically. Yeah. Which uh, I got, I'm definitely still on the upward trajectory and, and I would even ride the downward trajectory a little bit too uh, before I call it, I think. So I, I think I'll finish school and then uh, like if there's ever a time to really, really go all in on it, that would be the time. And that's kind of right in my prime, like 23, 24 years old. So, and then take that as long as it will take me
0: yeah so I get it Keep work this uh graduate from school open up a a a portal huge chunk of energy and time opens up mm-hmm. go really hard one year and then reassess and be like had that play out
3: yeah i mean I, like I heard Pat Vellner say like it's a it's a good job like to have it's fun and if you can make money off it um I do not see
0: why I wouldn't so uh hunter uh, robbins gibbons wow what a name jack is the man so humble and easygoing for such an um, uh for such an amazing competitor for like like for some reason like humble and easygoing doesn't go with amazing but i'll take it okay you know what i was tripping on hunter is that he's t- uh, 21 and speaks in full sentences i i find that uh, very refreshing <laughs> very refreshing hey uh i'm excited to meet you in person uh Thanks for coming on. You're a great dude, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and, I'll see you there. Uh, yeah, and we'll see you in a week.
3: All right. Sounds and good.
0: Uh, yeah, get out of the car. Make them stop a lot and stretch those legs. Giraffes are not a, meant to be in a car for nine hours.
3: We're gonna do a hip protocol every uh, every hour. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. All, good. All right. Ciao.
0: All right. See ya. Oh my goodness! I kicked Will Morad out instead of you. Son of a Bitch, I kicked Will out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's a button here that says kick from studio, and I tossed Will. Oh, Will. Where's Will? Can I retext him? Will, I'm so sorry. Bring, come back, Will. Oh, my goodness. Where is he? Will Morad. or shit? Sorry, guys. Give me a second here. Dang, we were on a roll today. I was like a real professional podcaster. Just smoking shit. Trish, I saw your comment right there. Do you bust on the boys? You are filthy. Oh, there he is. Damn. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Here he comes. Here he comes. Look at him. Circling the bull. Will is going to tell Nick on you. Who's Nick? Yon, you're 11% gay. Uh, more than 11%. That away, Yon, own that shit. I'm in the 40s. I'm in the high 40s. I'm 49. Point- I'm 49.9 with the line over it. Damn, Will. Oh yes. Hey, what's up, boss? I accidentally kicked you out. I'm so sorry. That's I was all right. To- I was uh
2: taking the trash out to my truck.
0: I was trying to kick Jack out.
2: <laughs> Don't kick that kid out.
0: Dude, he's cool. Yeah, he's a good dude. Hey, how old are you, Will? 34. Hey, is is it weird when you talk do you do you train with any young kids like any 20-year-olds or 19-year-olds or anything?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I uh Olivia's 17. She was in town for a couple weeks. <sighs> Sydney and Brooke are twenty eight. What is Sax? Sach- Sax is twenty five. Yeah, I'm the old guy. But
0: but, but do <laughs> do all of them talk in complete sentences? Like the, Like they 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 have like cogent thoughts and they can talk and. and I was just crazy impressed by so, Jack.
2: Did somebody put you up to asking that question? No,
0: no. Why? <laughs> Who doesn't talk? No, but some of these people, I'm just like. Holy! I was so uh, impressed. I'm so easily impressed now because Zach, uh, Jack uh, Farlow talks in complete sentences. I'm like, wow, holy shit!
2: Hey, he's an engineer. Yeah. I listen to him. Uh, we have the same like representation, so it's good to see how these kids are handling all this.
0: Um, it, same agent.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. I think this is the hot. Did I spin it the right way? Yeah.
0: Nipple, nipple sports. Rip-
2: <laughs> yeah, you got it.
0: I remember meeting How do I, do that? I remember meeting you at a regional
2: Only 3 baby the first CrossFit doc that I cared about
0: <laughs> And what what city was that in
1: No
2: so okay, not important. Cincinnati. Oh,
0: oh, oh yes, yes, and um, you, you were completely fresh to the scene, right? It was like kind of crazy. You were there. You weren't even like you. W-
2: yeah, well, I I competed the year before, but yeah, I don't know. I did good, and you wanted to throw a camera in my face, which was like. That was it. That was the last time we talked, that's that. ten years Yeah, ago.
0: and and I remember. I just remember thinking, oh, this is a soccer player who's making the leap. You were a soccer player, right? Like a really good soccer player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 you had a you had a totally different body composition than the rest of the dudes. You think? Yeah, you were more. Um, you were more. Um, uh, <laughs> you were uh, more Chris Henshaw than Hulk Hogan.
2: yeah sure yeah yeah i guess i mean just running a bit more yeah
0: you were lean you looked like a model you were lean you had big lats but that's it you were you were like you were you were lean you had big lats but that's it kind of You say, yeah
2: i was i was still yeah oh yeah
0: yeah i mean you you look like a model at the time you were more marky mark than um you know yeah
2: (laughs) boogie knight's marky mark right
0: what say it again
2: I said, "Boogie Nights." Mark. Yes, yes,
0: yes, Boogie Nights. When he was, uh, what did Mark Wahlberg used to he, when he was the rapper? What was his name? I
2: have no idea. That you just I, you aged me out on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Great.
0: Uh <laughs> Will Will, um, you're still uh in the game. Tell me, what do you have a day job, Will? This is it. You're looking, looking God. You're head. dedicated. Yeah, hey, what it. ethnicity are you?
2: Uh, Assyrian, which I believe you are as well. That's my pop side, and then, uh, like Scotch Irish on my mom. Okay,
0: head. I'm uh, I'm Armenian.
2: Armenian, yeah. so like same area. Yeah,
0: close enough. Uh, close enough.
2: But Assyrian, I guess, is like the—that's what like my nana would say. But I think it's like Northern Iran, like the biblical Assyrians were like a biblical kind of race, I suppose. But. Um, and- yeah
0: and what's your is your first language English
2: yeah yeah so my yeah the fact I don't really know I think I'm like my great-grandparents were all immigrants Um, okay
0: oh so probably so so probably through Ellis Island even
2: yeah so actually Morad was Moradian and at Ellis Island they changed it to Morad just because of like the racist situations that were happening back then um
0: hey dude that's an and that's an armenian last name moradian
2: yeah yeah so like armenian my would always say Assyrian. yeah yeah so.
0: okay okay i'm buying it now i'm at first yeah. i was like okay just agree with him he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah. but fuck you just schooled <laughs> me a little bit yeah uh alice uh will morad is one of the games athletes i'd want to be friends with he just seems like he's always fun and easy to be around <laughs>
2: that's my wife i don't know if i agree with that <laughs> oh really is that your wife <laughs> No, no, that's not oh. my wife. My, oh, oh, downstairs, oh. but oh. yeah, I mean, I'll take that compliment, but I have my days.
0: Uh, look at, look at it. a historian in the bunch. Uh, Immigration Act of 1924. Oh, thank you, thank you, Jack. Oh, there you go. I
2: don't even know. Um,
0: so to, to, I, I don't even know really where to start with you. I, I kind of want to hear your, your this whole journey in the ten years, like, um. Like highlights- or, or kind of like what, what your mindset is. What are you doing? Are, 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 why have you embraced CrossFit so much? Do you own an affiliate?
2: I own okay. an affiliate. So, so let's just start. Let's start from the, from the beginning. Okay. Please. Um. So I played soccer my whole life. Uh, played at a pretty high level. Had a few opportunities after college. Or Actually, I left college to go do the combine and pro soccer and those types of things. And those didn't work out. Um, so when I went back to school to finish my degree, I studied ex fizz in uh, English literature, so <coughs> take that for what it is, but, um, just started doing CrossFit as like a supplement to my just life. I guess I had a void of competition and we just liked working out. Um, so made regionals in 13, made the games in 14, and then the rest is history as far as uh, like me committing to the sport, you know, you get endorsement money the first year you make the games and um, I'd always kind of been an athlete and I was somewhat immersed into what a pro athlete lifestyle is like just doing the whole soccer thing. So you could say I was singularly focused on being a pro athlete uh, and it just kind of worked out that I made that uh, a reality, but obviously I had a a bit of a rocky road the past, I guess 10 years now, but Yeah, I'm still in it, man. Um, I guess, like, lost my head, lost my earpiece. But yeah, so 10 years in, made my first games in 19, and then it's. uh, Yep, I got you. Yep. Oh, oh, there I am. Look at that guy. Still doing it at 34. Hey, you made your first Uh, games at 19? No, no, no. In 2014. And then, like, I guess nine years on, maybe we okay there.
0: hey what happened so uh, did you have some serious injury or health issues i just remember oh, yeah. at one point someone's like oh shit will Mora, you were just gone from the scene for a second
2: yeah so in 2017 i went into kidney failure at wadapalooza at the event just quite serious yeah so like i did the first event got really sick you know threw up from a workout never done that before um did the second event that day and then woke up in the middle of the night. So I've been like Saturday morning and like felt like my back was on fire and just was in terrible pain. And my wife's a nurse. And I said, Hey, like something's going on. And she was like, ah, it's probably like a back injury or something. I've had a ton of back injuries to deal with mostly between 2015 and 17. Um, And then uh, woke up Saturday morning, was doing the breakfast thing and then just started throwing up. And my wife was like, we're going to the hospital. And I was like, that's okay. Like you just kind of <laughs> trust the health professional. And now, sure enough, I was in kidney failure. They took a biopsy in my kidney, um, diagnosed me with an autoimmune disorder called IGA nephropathy, which is a fairly common autoimmune disorder and kidney disease. But for a 27 year old, you know, pro athlete, fittest guy in the world, whatever, um, that's not normal. So we kind of made the decision to step away from the sport and just put health as a priority. I, you know, a young man want to have a family, just got married. Didn't make sense to keep just killing myself. Uh, So stepped away from the sport for two, two seasons, worked in the IT world with actually one of my affiliate members had an IT company, hired me as like a, like a biz dev guy and uh, we sold the affiliate and that was it. And then About 18 months later, found out that it was a misdiagnosis. My nephrologist in Nashville looked back at my pathology reports and was like, man, your health is as good as anybody. This might have just been a coincidental finding that the doc decided to diagnose you because he thought that that's what was best suited. Like, that's what he could do with the information he was provided. And he said, you can go back to sport if you want. And sure enough, I was like, man, I'm not totally happy with. Just the business world I was in, you know, it was a good learning lesson, but I was still like at my core an athlete and just, it was kind of stripped away from me in a a sense. Um, So we dove back in for 2019 and then, yeah, made the games in 19 then obviously COVID games kind of chopped up the season in 2020 and then we've been on a good streak since then. So, yeah. You were
0: misdiagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Pretty heavy.
0: It's, it's weird like i don't know shit about medicine but like um uh just from the layman you think that it's like hey they took some blood from you and then they see this thing floating through your blood and it's holding the flag autoimmune disease you know what i mean they're like ah, there it is <laughs> that, i see it that's five guys on a boat holding the autoimmune disease flag but it's not yeah. like that it's not like it's not it's not even close to perfect it's not even
2: no no, like, I mean, they took a biopsy in my kidney. So they had all the blood work and everything. And they actually like stab you in the back and take a little chunk out of your kidney and then like have a pathology report on it. And I guess with the trauma that was going on, it's it suggested that I might have this thing. Um, like five of the 10 signs that
0: we but, call th- this autoimmune yeah, disease. Yeah, I don't know. Crazy. And then, so what does the kidney do?
2: Uh, it just filters all the junk, right? So it filters muscle breakdown, it filters like insides, it filters, it's just your filters, right? So if you're, if you're essentially IG nephropathy, and correct me if there's any experts on here, they're all experts they're all slows. experts on here. Will. Yeah. They're all experts. How dare you? <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I, uh, essentially what it does is it slowly drops the function of those filters in your kidneys. Uh-huh. And it's like a clogged pipe, I suppose. If those don't work, then your blood pressure goes up and your kidneys are directly correlated with like your heart. And if your heart's not working, you know, things get serious quickly. So, yeah, but good news is I'm, I'm healthy and I get blood work probably every six months. Um,
0: were, were you on medication we're for two years? some sort of meditation? yeah I was
2: they put me on blood pressure medicine which was pretty nasty like I was it would make me really tired which I'm assuming it was just dropping my blood pressure that was already good even lower So it was like taking naps
0: in the afternoon. so you're off all that shit
2: everything yeah like this oh I'm pissed. second the doc told me that I was uh I was like I'm off this is just nasty i'm so irritated but the body's resilient (laughs) the body's hey so
0: what happened to your body composition in those two years
2: so i I mean i kept weightlifting and stuff i just didn't do the intensity that was required as far as like crossfit goes to be a pro so i like made nationals in weightlifting um which was kind of fun like scratching scratch an itch there uh and just would do like emoms and Low, low intensity crossfit because i just i enjoy crossfit right it makes me feel good i've been a lifetime athlete uh but yeah i i didn't really change much i mean i i can't recall but i'm i'm like 195 right now but i was like i dropped down to 85 kilos for weightlifting so it's what 180 185 so not not a big deal
0: okay so not much M- maybe just your nah. en- maybe just your engine suffered a little bit
2: yeah, engine and in, in like just I think willingness to suffer because I had like last time my body had really gone to that place, it shut down. So I kind of had to work through that when I decided to come back to the sport because it's, you know you, you got it kind of redline quite a bit to be world class at this. Uh, any so. any
0: PTSD from that? Like when you do start going to the oh, yeah. dark place, or are you like like you need to check? No.
2: Not anymore, but definitely when I was getting back into it, it was almost like I had to give myself permission or kind of like ease my way back into that. I remember like the first workout I did that. I was just in my garage by myself and went there and was like laying on the floor and like my back was blown up just from the nature of the workout I did, not from the kidney thing. And my wife came out, like, opened the door. She's like, "Yo, you good? And I'm like, I think I'm good.
0: <laughs>
2: Close the door. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that was a serious thing. And I learned a lot from it. Um, so, I mean, I suppose that's all you can do. Why did you sell your affiliate? It was a good deal or you were t- tired I just, of doing it? Or? I just needed to separate from the sport, you know, like when it was everything to me and then – really the the idea of opening the affiliate was like a place for me to train and a place for my friends to train uh it was like a small like everybody like everything you're not supposed
0: to do that's what you did
2: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i I mean i I love it i like we had a great community i coached a ton um i coached before too like the first year i made the games i was coaching like five classes a day wow uh at a different affiliate so and I'm like through and through CrossFit started using CrossFit in like 2008 to supplement soccer. So I've been like doing it for a while. Um, definitely drank the Kool-Aid, but the, uh, yeah, yeah, man. The affiliate was, it just, I needed to separate from it because it was I just didn't want to be there if I couldn't compete and it was just kind of a messed up situation. And maybe that chapter had closed for me at that time. So I was like, ah, let's just move on and see See what else, where else I can grow, um, as far as like business goes.
0: Did you did you mourn that, or did the um did the weightlifting scratch the itch?
2: Yeah, I I, I hadn't like truly closed that door in my oh. like, heart. You know what oh, I mean of competing yeah. at the games because it got stripped yeah. away from me in a sense. Like it wasn't yeah. like oh I decided to stop. It was like at least at the time, no, you can't do this because you might get sick and die or whatever. So um that didn't sit right with me and i guess i never truly accepted it like deep down but obviously in my day-to-day i had like i worked out and stuff but i wasn't pursuing the crossfit games um
0: so so you know you don't think you ever really let it go no wow that's impressive and then two and and then so when you want to come back will what is your uh what is your, like your, what do your loved ones say? Your mom and dad, your wife, Ugh. are they
2: tripping? Yeah. Uh, my, my wife was cool with it just cause she's in the health world and she understood like it was a misdiagnosis and obviously like people can get hurt doing anything. So we just kind of looked at it objectively like that. Like, okay, yeah, he, he got hurt. We, we, I had a dietician. I was getting regular blood work. We were, Uh, Kind of managing my training protocols with my coach at the time just to not overdo it too quickly. So, from a like objective standpoint, we were, we corrected all the things that I was doing wrong before. But of course, like my mom was kind of like, why are you doing this? I'm the baby, right? So, she was, she was not totally supportive as far as she kind of was like, why why are you doing this? Not just looking out for her son, not necessarily like, she didn't, like, shun me or anything. And now she's, you know, one of my biggest fans, of course, again.
0: But, hey, is, is someone in the comments saying, and then after you got better, your wife got sick? Is that true?
2: Yeah, my wife had breast cancer last year. Um, wow. Which was pretty heavy as well. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: Yeah, that's traumatic. Kinda, that's traumatic as shit.
2: Yeah, that was pretty pretty rough. We, that we actually found that out right after the games in 21. So we like got home and my wife had felt a lump maybe like when we were there. So went in, got all that and found out like, yeah, you have breast cancer. We have to jump right into treatment. So it was like literally get home from the games. And now it's like, this is the new, this is the new challenge. And She's great. She's healthy now. Um, but yeah, last season was pretty rough.
0: Hey, that's, I, I always, it, it's crazy. Um, how, how does that, how did that, do you have kids?
2: No kids, no. just a, a great dog.
0: <laughs> how did that make you feel when you found that out? Were you like, God, I wish I could take that on for her. Like, I hate to see my wife in any. Yeah. I don't like to even see her like thinking, like my wife will go there. Like I'll, she'll be like, I got this dot on my arm and she starts like Googling shit. <laughs> yeah, I fucking like, I feel point. so bad for her, even if she's doing that.
2: Yeah, I, I think I just went into support mode. Yeah, Because we, you know, we, we gave it to the professionals Uh and in Nashville, we have amazing healthcare. That's kind of like what the main like industry is here. So, and she's a nurse and obviously we just, we know a lot of people in that space. So we just kind of gave it up to them and I just supported as much as I could. And our family's here, like my mom's here, her mom's here, my sister, her sister. So we had a really good support crew as far as just the day to day, um, And obviously like really the CrossFit community was unbelievable, man. I think like that, that was something we talked about. It was like, man, this is obviously traumatic. And we have this amazing support group of just immediate friends and family because we're in Nashville, we're from Nashville. But just because of like kind of the success we've had in CrossFit, that community saw the story and reached out. And we were like hundreds and hundreds of messages and um, just people messaging her, not even me checking on her which is crazy complete strangers um so we're definitely just lucky to be in that position because that makes that brightens your day you know when you're going through chemotherapy and all the nasty surgeries and stuff
0: and 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 it's it's um there's this weird part right because you're tripping because the thing that you singularly love most in life is hurt But yet you have to push all your shit away because it's not your it's not you. Right. So you can't make it about you at all, even though inside you're you must be tripping balls. But you're like, okay, quiet down. I I need to be completely present for my wife. But really, it's like you.
2: you, you, Fuck. Wow. Wow. She was good. Like she was like, go do your thing. But she wanted to keep life as normal as possible. Uh, she
0: wasn't like tripping out like she was facing her mortality i would be tripping i i people don't go to the doctor tough, because man. they don't. she is tough she's like tough, i don't go to the yeah. doctor because i don't want to hear any of that i'd rather i just like you know what i mean i mean that's why people Fair. die, right right they're just scared <laughs> yeah like, i'm scared of being scared i'm not even scared of, i'm scared of being scared you know what i mean it's like fuck
2: yeah she's i mean she's tough so i just kind of fall i guess i followed her lead and as far as whatever she needed, I was there, and if if she wanted me to leave her alone, I left her alone. yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. married life, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long have you been married? since two thousand and fourteen? We actually got married uh, the weekend after the fourteen regionals where I just made it, so we like made the games, came home, and then like went to Florida and got married uh, so about ten
0: years, you're coming up on ten years yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. Holy thank shit. You, yeah. You. That's a, that's a huge achievement. Thank you. Um, So it, it, is, is after you go through these things and are you in a pretty, like, is it like, Whoa, are you're you in a stable spot right now. You're like, wow. Made it to the yeah. Games. I mean, wife is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, healthy. it's a
2: lot less stressful. I mean, when, when you can get through tough situations, it makes, when it's good, really good, you know, yeah. and it gives you perspective. And honestly, it gave me, it gave me perspective on what good really is, right? Because if it was always sunshine and rainbows, you wouldn't even realize it's sunshine and rainbows. Um, so, yeah, I mean, glass half full, I suppose, because it was, I mean, it's shitty to go through that stuff. No one wants to go through it, but you kind of, life's always going to suck at some point in, for everybody. And, you know, sink or swim. And we've just, we support each other in a way that has allowed us both to always like swim. Um, you think it made your relationship better
0: too? Uh, you think you appreciate her more? Like, I always tripped at how much I take my wife for granted.
2: It's real. Yeah, man. It, it, it's real, especially as young a young couple, yeah. right? Like, sometimes, most of the time, that happens later in life for people, which is equally as testing, I suppose, because you've built this long history, right? That happens, you know. You're, 60 70 whatever but yeah it definitely strengthened it because it's you you want to we've been together since we were 16 so there's a whole nother layer to that uh
0: 16 yeah wow so so, so a real congratulations is in order <laughs> yeah that's crazy your so high yeah, school sweethearts
2: yeah i cheat on in biology class, man.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow, that's awesome. Holy cow. Uh, um, Mr. Morad, if you're going to cheat off me, you're going to have to marry me. (laughs) Deal. Uh, Sean Lenderman, it was crazy how much she still supported Will making it back to the games while she had that going on as well. They are both incredible people.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Uh, and she, uh, there was a little pressure there, too. She's like, well, I'm going through all my shit. You better sort yours out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Dan Guerrero, is this Jack Harlow? Up? <laughs> yes,
2: I'm Jack Harlow.
0: <sighs> uh, Mason Mitchell, legendary original performance versus Froning.
2: Which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good job, good job.
0: Hey, who? Um, so, so, do, were you making some jokes about some of the people you training with? Can't to t- talk in
2: complete sentences? No, not people oh. I train with, but you oh. know, sometimes it's funny to listen to people in the space get interviews and yeah, there's just not a ton of depth all the time, but that's fine. I mean, yeah, well, th- th-
0: that's an interesting thing you bring up because look at. I, I don't wish anyone to, for their mate to go through any near life experiences or for themselves to go through near, near life experiences, but it is an interesting thing, right? You're, you're, you, you grow up in a small town in, um I don't know, pick your state, Alabama. And uh, you, you never left Alabama. Then at 12 years old, you find CrossFit. And then at 21, you're going to the CrossFit games. And the first time you leave, you're going to Madison. It's like, dude, yeah. like there's fucking people like, who lived in 13 countries, been through in, through six adoptions, been fucking molested in a drug addiction, and they're competing right next to you. You know what I mean? It's like, holy shit. Like, they got some shit yeah. going on. They're working I some got demons. a taste of that. Well, you're, like, waving soccer. your mom in the crowd, you know? They're like, I'm going to yeah. fuck these demons. That guy who touched me in the third grade, I'm going I'm gonna yeah. remember his shit.
2: It's like, it's what real. the? F-? Yeah, right? I remember I was at preseason at one of the pro teams I was with, and one of the guys – a uh, Latin American guy, like, just destroyed me in a tackle, and in, in training, you're like, "What the hell?" So I was like, "Dude, what the hell?" And he goes, "This is how I feed my kids," and I was like, "The new guy," yeah. and I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is not college ball. This is real." um And I've kind of always onto that story, so yeah, yeah, it's different, right? It's even in crossfit. Yeah. Like, I I got a house, I pay a mortgage. My wife had cancer, like. Yeah, I pay for that. I'm not living in my parents' basement. So it's there's a different level of it's interesting in like in every sport, right? The the rookies or whatever, the new newbies are kind of getting their wings and they'll be in our shoes, but they'll harden and be pros, pros. You know, they can't do that right away.
0: Hey, dude, I don't think very many people understand the implications of what you just said. You were playing with a guy who wanted to put food in his kid's mouth and you were playing to get your own um uh tops card i mean you know what i mean like like you're playing to get a million dollar
2: contract so you can have a ferrari and a condo in florida yeah there's just a different depth sometimes um but that's the beauty of sport right there's everybody's out there for a different reason and that will change throughout their careers uh which at least I'm aware
0: of that. <laughs> Will Will, you mentioned um uh some people you had chained with, uh Brooke and uh Sydney and uh Olivia. Um who else Tia, Tia. <laughs> Um uh Are are you are you a proven athlete? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Boy, I've really done my research well on Will Morat. Will it sucks for you, Will? Usually, I'm so fucking prepared. I'm like at the, I'm like at the end of my, I'm losing. I was, I'm so glad.
2: You're good, man. Drink some coffee. Thank you. I'm
0: so glad that uh, (laughs) you you speak English. Um, and uh, who else? Tell me who else. Uh, I've seen you train with Noah.
2: Yeah, I trained with Noah, Travis, Chandler, um, Saxon, Streethorner, John Colty, Alex Smith. And then all the girls you mentioned. Who did you say before? Uh, Alex Smith. Jake that Croucheson. was the only person I never heard that um, name before. Who? John Colty. He made John Colty. He was a games athlete in. Let's 18,
0: keep it to people who have more than 10,000 Instagram followers, please. Don't bring my show. Going. Hey, chill. That's one of my boys. <laughs> oh, it's not all about social oh, media. No, so Push Will too far with that joke. <laughs> um, who, who else? You, you ever been over to Mayhem?
2: uh a couple times in like 2015-16 okay i think that's right i trained with like dre and rich and matt hewitt um we just kind of were friendly throughout that time but it's like an hour and a half drive from nashville and it just didn't make sense to do that all the time but uh, good dudes over there
0: who else uh fraser
2: i never trained with matt uh yeah, I don't think i ever
0: trained with that. How, how about anyone on the West Coast? You ever go to, um, back in the day, go to uh, Dogtown with Dusty Highland or Lindsey Valenzuela? You ever, no, never
2: made it out that way? I haven't. No, never went out that way. Just for competition.
0: And and where are you right now? What state are you sitting in right now?
2: Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm in Nolensville. So just like 30 minutes south of Nashville.
0: Okay, so when you're saying you're a proven athlete, like you're training at the at the headquarters. At the- They
2: all came to me, man.
0: Oh, perfect. Of course they did, yes. <laughs> hey, were you a proven athlete before they moved there?
2: No. So I was actually, I was with TTT from, and Max, from 15 to to 19. And then during the COVID games, B moved to town. And I like just met B, her sister, Street Horner moved to town, Alex Smith. And they all came to my gym because they are like, oh, who wears a games athlete train? Like. It'll, that'll be a good crew. Who's B? So we all Brooke. Oh Brooke. Brooke okay. Sorry. okay. It's okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna call
0: her that when I see her. Hey B, what's up, girl?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we we'll, uh we all kind of started training together during 2020 and Tia and Shane had moved to Nashville and we were all we became cordial throughout the twenty twenty season because B and Tia were getting ready for the the Carson or not Carson, uh the ranch. Twenty Twenty Games, and we kind of decided at a meeting we all kind of decided, okay, let's do the Twenty Twenty One season together. Uh, so we all kind of made the switch to Proven at the same time, which was a great stable, you know. let's what six six games athletes,
0: dude, crazy. Um, and and yeah. and so okay, and so Olivia's over there with them too because she was saying that Shane is going to be uh, with her at the games, which is just wild.
2: Yeah, so awesome.
0: Yeah who who will be in your corner uh will who's your like go-to at the games who's your who's got your coaches pass
2: so brian low he's like my pt um he will be back there just in case i like need any body work and just good calm energy uh but then we'll have chain dwight nick like all the proven coaches as well so as far as game planning and stuff I'm usually self-sufficient at this point in my career. I can kind of I kind of know what I need to do and how I need to do it and how I need to warm up, cool down, all that stuff. Um, but obviously, I'll bounce ideas off of them. So we have a really good unit back there.
0: Uh, it, it's the Josh Bridges uh, playbook. You know you're old when your uh, PT gets your coach's pass, right? Uh, Metamucil hey, diapers in hey. my uh, PT.
2: Yeah, exactly. I need to get stretched out before we do this workout. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, that's nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, amazing stories. Thanks for opening up, Will. Yeah, thank you, Will. Yeah, I
2: appreciate
0: it. I'm, not for opening up, but for um, getting me the 10 bucks.
2: There you go. Buy me a coffee, Madison. Absolutely.
0: Uh, um, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm so su- kind of surprised more people don't do it um or, or maybe they do i'll i'll pay i'll pay attention this year bring p t s because that's a real functional um person or at least if you're a coach, make sure you have those do you have those skills too
2: yeah it's it's kind of a no brainer like essentially it's like f one you gotta prepare the car to go out on the racetrack and then you gotta bring it back in the garage and fix whatever's wrong with it and then send it back out like that's kind of the way i approach the job these days um just treat to perform and then treat to recover
0: will um help me out here make me look like i know what i'm saying please uh, did you last year have some insane comeback oh
2: finals yeah Yeah. did
0: you have some event that's like the record for most points like you made up 81 points or
2: yeah i think it might have been the record yeah i have like Going to the last event at semis, I had to win and then hope that, like, a bunch of other pieces fell into place to get my ticket. And kind of was like, well, I'm going to have to do the last chance qualifier, which sucks because online competition. But um, I pulled it off, man, somehow, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess it was the, the, the largest comeback. Uh, I'd have to do the research. but
0: Do you remember who you pushed out?
2: Sprague. Yeah. Oh, it was um, James.
0: Oh, is that when he was out by one point
2: this year? Yeah. So, oh, I mean, kid, kid, that's sports, man. He, and that's good. I think that was probably like great for his development. Obviously I haven't spoke to him about it, but <laughs> deal with, deal with that type of stuff early in your career, man, that makes you a hardened competitor. And if he does this for 10 more years, like he'll probably remember that. Oh, that probably lit a fire in his ass and he had a great year. You didn't
0: walk by him this year and just be like, you're welcome.
2: <laughs> so last year at the games, he came up to me cause he was demo team. I don't know if he remembers this. And he was like, yeah, man, next year's my year. You're done. And I said, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, playfully, obviously. but
0: Michael Banyan, uh, you ain't old until you're fifty-six. Rooting for you, Will. You're a good dude. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, uh, sixth place. Uh, you're up there with all the big names uh, in the sport: uh, Jeffrey Adler, Jason Hopper, Down Pepper, Roman Krennikoff, Samuel Cornwall, uh, Will Morad. You, um, you are you pretty uh, tickled by this? Are you impressed with yourself?
2: No, nah, that's not a surprise. No. Um... No, I, I mean, for me, it's always been healthy. And when I'm healthy, going into a competition, like, that's what I'm capable of. Uh, and, like, when I'm not, when my personal life is optimal, if, if it ever can be. So, yeah, last year was definitely tough with, like, training with my wife's situation and stuff. And it just was not optimal. And this year was a lot better. Uh, and I was healthy going in and was able to perform well on the weekend. So uh, J- uh, there's a lot of moving parts.
0: Uh James Briggs uh chimes in. Uh Will Mowerad is correct. Uh I made it this year and everything is going forward way more special.
2: Oh, look at you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Kid Kid is gonna have a great career. Uh can't wait to race uh this year, Will. Oh. Likewise. Likewise, oh. buddy. See you in a week. Um
0: uh old school CrossFit workout. Um Linda. And wait, wait a second, wait a second here. When you see um, that workout po- uh, pop up, are you pretty pumped?
2: Yeah, what, Linda. I was so going into semis camp. My coach is going to test to this. I was like, I think they're going to repeat one. Uh-huh. You know, they, they brushed it off and we didn't do any Linda prep. And then it popped up, and I'm like, motherfucker. I mean, sorry for my language.
0: I thought you would. Ki- I thought you would have killed that old. School, uh, not like, like, like my
2: total. Yeah, like, not the pull-pull density. Like, it wasn't the bench. Like, everybody's was like, oh, it's the bench. It's not the bench for me. It's like the pull-pull density is always going to be tough. So I was kind of like, ah, I want to finish. Like, I was like, if I go right under 15, that'll be good enough. Um, and then I executed well pretty much on everything else yeah you killed on it on the weekend but if
0: i would have guessed you were going to do good at something i would i just would have thought it's been around forever What what's that mean pool pool density just too too much pulling off the ground like
2: the well like the squatting and then the deadlifting. like the squat clean all the pulling is just typically a like a, a weaker thing for me as far as like tolerance goes it's just like the so way i'm built yeah um Whereas like a handstand push-up workout might be tough for some people. It's like super chill. So it's just kind of knowing where you can know, – knowing yourself as an athlete and leaning in where you can and then just being measured during the other events just to maximize your points.
0: And then and then workout six here, which was that one? Th- that wasn't the one – that wasn't the muscle one, was, was it? It
2: was the – no, that was the handstand push-up, rope climb, handstand push-up. Or like the pirouettes. Right, right. And, and, you,
0: and you destroyed that. Killer.
2: Yeah, that was a fun one. Me and Noah were like talking on the rower at the end of that workout, which was unique to be doing in the middle of an event. What were but you guys saying? Just like, like I got on the rower and Noah was, what's up, man? Not going to catch us now. Oh, like,
0: nice. Max. Nice. <laughs> um uh going into the semifinal did you have any doubt that um any doubt or stress that you weren't going to make it to the games this year
2: no i mean going into any I, the the work cuts were suited to me well uh, there's always like nerves going into a competition but i wasn't stressed about making the games um i was just in a really good place fitness wise and mentally and i felt prepared and that's a really good recipe for success over the weekend so just kind of went in with my game plan and executed really well i'd say like 90 percent. so
0: and 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 going into the game's confident like when are you tripping on the cuts at all
2: no no i've never tripped on the cuts like i I, none of that's really in, in my control right like i'm gonna go out there and do my best no matter what and the cards are gonna fall where they fall uh so yeah i mean i'm not I'm not stressed. I'm I'm excited. I'm anxious. You know all the good feelings leading into the games. I'm appreciative. Uh, you get to compete with the best in the world at your at your discipline. I mean that's a pretty special thing. And I'm just gonna keep doing as long as I can. What do
0: you What do you think is different uh, um, Will Morad now than Will Morad uh, your your first year at the games? Do you feel like you're the exact same guy, or are there some things you're like, no. wow, I've really
2: fix that shit up yeah just I'm, I'm always evolved i've always refined the way i'm doing things learn from the mistakes uh allow myself to trust my processes and my experiences and not let what everybody else is doing dictate what i'm doing i did that a lot more when i was younger and that's just inexperience. An and now i have this depth of experience Experience that I can pull from no matter the situation uh so yeah I'm just a lot more refined competitor and human um
0: Do, do you think that you could give advice to someone who's younger to help them skip that step and get through it earlier or do you think that there's really no way like you are gonna have to go through these steps of like trying to follow other people until and work through some shit until you finally realize like hey you have to follow your own path like, sometimes I think, oh, you you can just tell young people, yeah, but you can't. Okay. Like, everyone has to. I feel like I'm now more biased on the side. Like, hey, you got to go through all the stupid shit. You have to.
2: Yeah, I think in sport, it's different. Like, I can definitely, or any any profession, like, for your job, like, behind the scenes stuff, if somebody was aspiring to do what you're doing, you could kind of tell them, hey, maybe this works better. If this starts to happen, maybe change this. Okay. They're going to ultimately have to make the decision to do that for themselves. But Yeah, I do that. I mean, to all my training partners, I give a lot of advice, whether they take it or not. That's up to them. But it comes from a good spot and it comes from experience. Uh, And that gives some fulfillment as well, right? Um, Just helping people that are on the same path as you, just maybe not as far along. Um, Do you prefer training with the boys or the girls? (laughs) Uh, That's a mixed bag, man. I mean, like, it depends on people's mood it depends on what we're doing uh but everybody's pretty cool i've been fortunate to not have any like no one who i don't like to train with so there's
0: a place for both there's a place to be there getting at it with the panchick or a place getting at it like with uh uh a a wells
2: or or even just by myself sometimes you know in the garage old school like i i like all of it and all there's a place for all of it um
0: how about how about Kerstetter? Do you ever trip? On, is she trippy? Are you just like, wow, how like
2: she's funny? It's crazy. Like you're 17. You're a kid yeah. and you're
0: just out here just destroying shit.
2: Yeah, just she's eager to learn. She's easy to be around. Uh Obviously, she's a talented athlete and has a great future in the sport. And it's cool to see how people are breaking through so young. Um I don't know how old Jack is, 19 or 20 something like 21,
0: that. 21, yeah. He so, he looks very young too. Oh, 21. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, so it's it's good for the sport, man, um to have these young kids making it to the world champs and we'll see what can happen, right? Like Olivia's 17, like I'm 34. Could she go until she's 34? Amazing. Amazing potential there. So we'll see uh what the sport looks like then, but that's yeah, exciting for
0: them. Thank you. I know this was uh, last minute. I hope to uh, have you on again no, soon. Good. You know, someone said something in the comments is like the nicest thing you could ever say about someone. They said, Hey, this guy reminds me of Josh Bridges <laughs> and you do have an, uh, a, a really you're <laughs> so comfortable in your skin in, in it. Uh, you're such a disarming human being. I appreciate you coming on and being so easy on me.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. All
0: right. I'll see you in a week, brother. Yeah, brother. Take care. Ciao. Will Murad, Murad, Muradian, until they changed his family's name at Ellis Island. Um, crazy. Wow. That is a cool dude. Man, he's cool. Very cool. I remember him being cool before, too, the first time I met him. Even when he was young, he was cool. It was easy. Okay, who did we have? We had Colton Mertens. Lot of weenie talk with Colton. Four thousand dollars for one of the Colton Merton dogs in the off season. My God. Um. Then we had uh, Jack Farlow. Uh jerking four hundred pounds. Absolutely nuts. Wow, it's only eight thirty. Did I not go did I not go forty five minutes with um did I not go forty five minutes with um Will? What happened there? I gotta do something real quick, sorry. I got to see what's going on inside the house. Uh, Let's see what's going on here. All right. And then after Jack Farlow, Will Morad. That was was a good morning. That's, That's cool. I can't believe how long it's been since I spoke to Will. Oh no, that's good. He he came on at seven forty-five, uh, went eight thirty. Okay, that, that's good. All right, I'm fine with that. Um, let me see what's going on here. With uh, I got another call from this guy during the show. Let's call him. I should just call everyone back who calls me during the show. Like fuck you. What are you doing? Hey, this is Taylor. If you could leave your name and douche. Um, I called you. I called you. They got a good show on today. Taylor and JR. Oh. Oh, here we go. Oh, shit. I hung up.
1: Damn. Hello, (laughs) you.
0: Dirtbag. It's a little strong. A little strong. I hung up on my wife.
1: I'm loading up the car.
0: Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh sorry, What, you need. what you need. Hey, uh everything good? Uh so I'm not taking them to skating today. I'm, no, I'm on it. I'm okay, because I'm done. I'm They're done with amazing. my podcast. I could. Oh, it's up to you.
3: I mean, no, because no. Okay. I um didn't wasn't the whole
0: point for you to like nap and prepare and I know, I just... Chill. I know. But... Just chill.
1: Okay. All right. All right, enjoy. Okay. If you change your mind, you have like two minutes.
0: Okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> love you. Okay, love you Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, fuck it. I'm taking the kids skateboarding. I'm not letting her take them. Uh, um, okay, thank you guys. Uh, 11 a.m., uh, those guys will all be back, and uh, JR and Taylor, and then tonight I have oldest Uber next. Uh love you guys. Um no no, I'm not chilling. I'm not chilling. I'm going to take it's it's a far drive. It's like fifty minutes over the hill to this skateboarding class. Uh and I w I don't I need to take it. all right. Love you guys. Uh Miss Burns, uh talk to you soon. Uh Bye bye.